Bird is the word, Mr. Red. I, of course, am your dungeon master, Cody J. Thank you for joining us tonight for our wonderful online show. Of course, I am joined by my friends playing the intrepid Mr. Gray, Ozal, Zachary. Jumbo babies. The one, the only, the tank and spank, Mr. Red, played by <laughs> Burn, played by Dean. What up? Uh, our wonderful warlock. See, you're not wicked this time because you stole us the redeemed. Mr. White, played by Dini. Happy Eclipse Day, everyone. Oh, yeah. Jesse, let's cook. Um, Mr. Blue, Marius, played by... <laughs> Fuck, dude, I cannot do this tonight. I'm so sorry. Can we start? Can we start over? Can we start the <laughs> show over? I'm so sorry, Max. Played by Max. Good evening, everyone. It's a pleasure to be back. And he's so sneaky, you'll never see him coming. Mr. Black, Zolthus, played by Batfish. What up? Welcome, everyone. All right, Zach. Do you have any announcements? Uh, I do not. We're hopefully getting some chibi artwork finished. Uh, we just put up a, uh, or we're putting up a new t-shirt for Dungeons and Dragons uh, that Dean drew. Uh, we got some people in the chat. We got Toy Mafia, Abdulio, John the Everyday Collector, Happy Saturday, and Cody J in the chat. Unless you uh, in the chat, yeah, that is me. Um, really excited. It's been a little. Um, last episode was a lot of planning and and a lot of uh, unexpected things. So we're excited to see where this goes. And uh, we thank you guys for joining. If you're watching live or on the audio, we appreciate it. Yes, of course. Roll the intro. Join our players, entering a new space. Looming high above you in the dark of night, there is a somewhat distorted hillside. And it's strange because as the dappled moonlight comes across this hill, where there should be, you know, something, you would think either a fortification, a castle, a field, archers, the light almost hits it and is absorbed into this dark blob. The boat sails through this narrow inlet, docking safely upon the shore. Preparations begin to go underway as the mooring ropes come out. Ozal, what are you doing? So, I just entered the ship. Uh, I am in the lowest level, which Correct. is where um, Mr. Red set the bowman and uh, two guards are presently. Uh, I will uh, use the ring and uh, call for Mr. Black and say, Mr. Black, 
I need you to come down to the prisoner level and retrieve my gear. I'm going to be joining Burn as a prisoner. Mr. Black. Over the, the comms on your ring as everyone else is kind of doing their own thing. You receive Ozal's message. How would you like to proceed? Ozal. The lower floor is restricted, so I'll need to find a way down to that deck. But which... How close are you to the stairway? I will, um... Communicate that I'm... Uh... The first door to the left. Well, this is the stairs, right, Cody? Correct. Uh, I guess towards the aft, like the, there's two stairwells, so the the one that's further back, right to the corner of it, and um, I'll say that uh, uh, it's it's absolutely paramount that he retrieves my gear. So whatever means necessary, and I will begin uh, taking off my robe. Uh, I will blink the crystal to its pocket dimension. Remove my gauntlet, and um, I guess I need to um, become bloody, and so I will attempt to um, strike myself with my short sword. Oh, a little seppuku action, huh? Well, maybe not, maybe not, not that much, but uh, let's see here. Just roll a, a short sword attack, Cody. Yeah, just go ahead and roll it. You okay, hit. Here we go. Perfect. Uh, dealing six damage, I will also, um, before the crystal is blinked, um, cast Prestidigitation to soil and bloody my outfit. Uh, what's remaining of the outfit, rather. And, uh, also I'll take off the, uh, watch and bundle it up for Badfish to, uh, take. I'll also put my component pouch in that bundle as well. Perfect. Uh, you do that. Um, as the upper decks begin to come alive and people start moving around, uh, Jace the Viper will actually step in Zolthus to this room and kind of snap orders, um, looking for Drez. Um, being that you were in the room with him, what do you do, Zolthus? All right, and, uh, so he's he's shouting Drez's name out? Mm-hmm. All right, um... I'll, uh, I hear him shouting out, and I step out into the, the galley here. He's, uh, on his bed, not looking so well. Wow. Seems to have slept through the whole ordeal. That's the spice. That bastard. Fine, he can stay with the ship. Zolthus, are you ready to prove yourself? Oh, I'm, oop, nope, that's a slip of the DM tongue. Mr. Black, are you ready to prove yourself? Of course, what's your task? Prisoner detail. We lost some men with that freak wave, which I don't necessarily trust. Um, take your dog and go help with prisoner detail. Absolutely, Captain. Okay. He sends you to the lower decks. Um, Stolos, you're in a box. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, so last time... Um... Stolas had disguised himself as a box to uh, avoid detection, but that obviously isn't going to work long term. Uh, so I think 
what I'd like to do is to, um, I don't know, I, I guess I'd like to sneak into this adjoining room and to search for any supplies, uh, something to perhaps blend in with the crew. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me either perception or investigation. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where are you? Uh, which one's better? You know what? I'll do perception. And I rolled. 12? I don't know why that's yes. uh, at this That's okay. Um, even at advantage, usually we just take the first number, which is the left number. So yes, with the 12, you were able to make out that there are some trunks uh, in this room. As you open them, you can make out three different distinct clothing items. There is a Zentarum hat, uh, and it's kind of a bowler hat. It's got the, the snake symbol um, that kind of you'll see around the different maps um, for the Zentarum outposts. There's a sash, and there is a pin. Um, and some mittens. Mittens. Yes. Okay. Was that the only um, the only uh, box in here that I could check? No, there's one more. Would you like to through, look through that one? I would. Okay. I'm assuming it's this one here. Righto. Uh, yeah, you go to the second one, but this one, the lock is kind of stuck. Uh, like, it's halfway between being locked and halfway between being unlocked. Okay, um, I'd like to try and open it. Sure. Um, there's two ways you can go with this. Uh, you can try and brute strength it off. You can hit it with a spell. I guess three ways. Or you can try and just jiggle it to see if you can get it to come off with, like, dexterity. Yeah, let me, um, let me, let me try just gently trying to shake this thing first. Sure. A 14. 14. <clears throat> Click. It unlocks. Nice. Okay, in this one, there is a full set of fatigues. Uh, nice. General Zentarum outfit gear. Uh, nice. They are male-sized. Perfect. Standard human. That's what I rolled on my little table over here. So, oh. Okay. Um, well, I think what I'd like to do is... Um, Stolas will cast Enlarge on himself to become okay. one size category bigger. Nice. And then use Mask of Many Faces to kind of transform himself into a uh, kind of generic looking... Hello, fellow humans. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he will get dressed in the <laughs> uh, in the fatigues, and maybe I don't know if the hat goes with it, but it's kind of it sounds cool. So, sure. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and add um, hat fatigues to your inventory. Um, you're going to get probably advantage on like disguise checks for so like deception stealth trying to blend in being that you look the part okay and so. um if i can uh i'd like to go down the stairs 
uh, okay. to see if I can get into the prisoner's quarters. Uh, in fact, you can. Nice. I'm going to stop you there. Um, Marius, what are you doing? Well, I'm just kind of reorienting myself after seeing all those people get shoved off the ship. Um, don't Do I still have an assigned automaton or not? You do. Yes. He, he went on overboard last I saw. Okay. So I'm guessing this guy here is assigned to me now? Yes. Uh, I believe Jace is the one who kind of re reoriented things after everything went through poorly. Uh, I'm going to make my way down to the kitchen then. Okay. Uh, or, oh, it's in this room. It's not on a lower Correct. floor. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess the ribald will follow me over to here. Yeah, you you step through and you see Captain Jace um, kind of flipping through some paperwork at the table. And he looks up at you and he says, ah, another recruit. What are you doing? As you begin to kind of walk towards the stairs. So sorry about that. I had someone step into the room. No, you're fine. What'd you say? Uh, he kind of looks at you as you walk in and he says, how can I help you? Or what are you doing? Kind of one of those two questioning lines. I'm looking for a chance to grab a bite. It's been quite a while. Uh, he gestures to the table. He says, that's fine. We have probably 30 minutes of getting the boat prepped and docked away here. And then we'll be headed out to the prison. He kind of gestures to the, the table. Ah. Say, uh, is everyone down down de lower deck okay? After he says, yes, the... I, I just sent your associate, Mr. Black, down to help with prisoner detail. I see. Excellent. Well, uh, if anyone else is hurt, I can still offer a, a bit of healing capabilities. He kind of just shrugs. I'll kind of awkwardly s sit down on the table and face away from him. <laughs> uh, yeah. He just kind of watches you and then goes back to, to looking through his sheets of paper of, like, storage logs and other boat captain things. He'll pull out a map and, like, a compass and start charting courses and drawing lines on it. Uh, his flying snake will kind of slither in and he'll kind of parcel tongue talk with this snake. Uh, as they begin to kind of plan out routes and kind of coded talk about what's happening next. Um, so this back to you. You come down the stairs and enter the main area. How? What would you like to do? Uh, I guess with um my passive perception since the first time I've been down here is there anything in particular I notice um, I know um, I, I know that he's in this room correct from what he's told me correct uh, the stores in this room are actually piled relatively high most of the cargo has been kind of wedged and stacked in such a way that it's almost like a column so it's a semi-supported structure so the two people north of you don't necessarily have a line of sight to you uh, really, it's just kind of the dog, which will kind of just walk into the room. Um, 
and probably position itself somewhere over here. Uh, so it kind of has line of sight, and then it will go into centering mode where its head begins to kind of spin around in a circle. Uh, as you hear its clockworks gears kind of whizzing and clicking. All right. Um, I'm going to take a step towards this door, um, and I'm going to speak to Ozal through the ring. Mm -hmm. Mr. Gray, I'm on the other side of the door. Do you want to me to quickly open it and grab the your gear? Uh, I will chime in and say, yes. I've already bundled it for you. You must place it very quickly, so that it may be convincing. All right. Okay. So, <laughs> with the door, um, it should be pretty easy for me to open it, just to crack it a hair and grab it, right? Uh, if he's handing it to me. It's very fortuitous that the door opens towards you. Okay, so, and uh, I can plan it. Do I have to roll? So basically, my thing is uh, I want to wait till the dog's looking. If they're in sentry mode, I can have them looking the other way sort of thing. Sure. Uh, before um, I make my move. Give me, give me two checks. Uh, give me general perception, just to kind of perceive the world around you. And then either, probably sleight of hand if you're trying to, you know thief your way and put the stuff in the bag of help holding from Ozol. Right. So perception... I've got a... 19! Let's go. And... Slide of hand of 32. Holy cow! Ozol will, chi will chime in as well and say as soon as the doors open, place it in and take me prisoner. Uh, two things happen. Well, one... Zoltis, you, your timing could not be more perfect for this tight window that you have as this dog's head kind of whirs around. It's not moving really fast because uh, it's kind of a clockwork thing. So you can think of like a watch hand, how it kind of almost clicks into its geared spot as it turns. Um, so as it's facing away from you, you open the door, you flip off the top of the bag of holding and kind of almost scoop it right out of Ozal's hand and back up and around your shoulder as if it never left you. Um... As the dog's head whirs back around towards you, the hairs on your neck stand up just a little bit as you realize there is another person you don't recognize standing behind you. That being stole off. Right, and uh, I lock eyes with them, and uh, <laughs> I, I can uh, tell that they look like a regular... Uh, Zentaro member, but um, they look something's so a, something's a bit off, maybe plain and lumpy. Their shirt is like perfect, but you can see kind of towards their back, it's almost like they have a hump, sort of. Um, and the, the spell that that Stolas has this enlargement spell helps, but definitely the shirt was not made for birds. Um, and there's a lumpy, generic human standing behind you, staring at you. Has um, Mr. Black op has he fully opened the door yet, or was this like <laughs> through the like a, a corner? I've already the got the gear, I think. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You yeah, correct. Well, is, like, is the door is the door open though? The door's like halfway open. Still right? open. Yeah. yeah. Still. Um, um, Ozal, you also lock eyes with this lumpy generic humanoid. Okay. Uh, Ozal will um, do his best. Old. He is an old man, but. He's not like a shaky-voiced old man, and he will say, My savior! And he will throw himself at Zothis. 
Um, God. And and remember, he's covered in blood, and and he will say thank you so much, young man. And enter this room. Okay. Um, Stolas, if you want to... You are in the scene. So if you would like to do anything, please, uh, before I take my, my turn to do reactions. Sure. Um, <laughs> Stolas is just going to offer his most awkward human smile because he's still not used to having <laughs> lips. And... <laughs> He's kind of enjoying the fact that he got Zothis to squirm because he got caught. Um, but he will send them the message uh, that everything's fine. Um, he will say, Nice job, Zothis. This is Mr. White. Yeah, it comes across. And as Zothis? you. As you Bro. stumble out, well, it's over the the yeah, the it's thing. a secret radio. Sorry, yeah. no, you're good. Uh, it comes over over broadcast. I'm assuming you guys are kind of broadcasting full open so that everyone in the group can hear. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it is. Sorry. Um, you you hear this as well, Burn, and then as Ozal stumbles out, the clockwork dog straight up like stops turning and its whole body shifts and its eyes go from this passive like yellow to a dark red as it takes an aggressive stance towards you. So with this, uh, your reaction, what do you do as this old frail man stumbles out towards you? As he stumbles into me and uh, I, he kind of falls into me, I, I grab him under the each of his arms and, oh, oh you old man, you stink! And then uh, I almost throw him to the ground but knowing he's my friend i can't do that so i throw uh, me bitch throw me <laughs> well how damaged <laughs> how damaged are you how much throw me you, got? you gotta sell okay. this i i because he smells i throw him to the ground and uh <laughs> and i shout my god man where have you been <laughs> ozal uh will say please please no way put your weapons i mean you no harm you rescued me. This boat rescued me from the belly of the beast. The Girl. same shark that attacked your boat attacked mine. <laughs> the Yoda oh, like that? Deception. <laughs> as this, uh, this kind of half-elven man kind of comes around the corner, seeing the commotion and the dog go off. And he looks at you and he says, What's all this, ain't I? Performance, kind of, or deception? Yeah, uh, no, this is a straight up lie. <laughs> this is deception. My Nat twenty. Whoa! <laughs> nice. <laughs> God damn. Give me some spaghetti, Cody. I'm searching for it right now. Uh, he looks at you and he's like, "Wait a minute, we had four prisoners," and he like pulls out his fingers and he goes, "One, two, and he kind of like peeks over the boxes, three. Three, um, yeah, you four, four you fool. Right? <laughs> four, <laughs> get back in line with the others. I don't know how you got over there, so, Mister Black. Put him against the wall with the others on the chain gang, huh? And I pick him up and uh, on your feet, old man. Wow, they didn't. Okay, I drag him over there. He kind of uh, also I. Uh, as I latch him to the wall, I give him a slap. 
Oh, okay. Is it sensual or aggressive? No, it's uh, it's because he stunk. Oh, okay. That's for the right. stench. Nice. Roll the hit. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. How do I take advantage, I guess? How do I do? <laughs> okay, so put advantage on and turn off sneak attack. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, you can... It's just one damage, but that being said, it's not a finesse weapon, so it doesn't really matter. Okay. Uh, sorry, I haven't done this in... That's okay. Where the heck just go is ahead and just roll your standard attack. attack. Yeah. There. <laughs> sorry. 24? 24. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> uh, Ozal, your, your bearded hair kind of goes flying everywhere. A little bit of spittle, some blood. You take one point of damage from Zoltis's slap. Uh, technically, it's an unarmed attack. Um, Captain Dumb walks back around the corner to talk to this girl. He's like, Why? Don't tell the boss or the loss of prisoner. We had four. Wait, we had three. Wait, we had four or three, and now we have four or three plus one more. And she looks at him. She's like, You're an adult. Fine, whatever. Like, he says. He was on the whale, and we saved him, but the captain never came and told me that. So, we're just gonna say he was here the whole time. It was a shark, not a whale. A shark? I heard it was a whale. What if it was a whale shark? He kind of just looks at you, Zolthus. I hope this is the most foolish one in the crew. Okay, yes. I'm not dumb. My mom says I'm really special to her, and really smart. Then he just I just shake my head. <laughs> I just shake my head, and then I, I, I turn away. Burn, you're watching this whole interaction. Do you have any commentary? Burn. Hungry. Oh, fuck, I said my name. But hungry. <laughs> He says he's burnt and he's hungry. Fire uh, hurt. Fire is painful. Yeah, yeah, it is. Although, burnt, I mean, okay, to be fair, we can't all be named after colors. That's going to be really suspicious to all these people. Well, your name is Mutt, fool. Oh, that's right, Mutt. Mutt hungry. Mutt hungry. Uh, yeah, he, uh... He's not really sure what, like, he kind of starts talking to this other woman next to him who's prisoner. She's like, I'm not giving him any of my rations. And he's like, but a poor lad is hungry. Look at the size of him. He could eat it horse. Um, yeah, just kind of devolves <clears> from there. <throat> horse meat. He wants a horse meat. I ain't got no horse meat. I got some jerky. I got some fish. I got a bread. I got some grog if a man likes to drink. Oh, I like grog. And yeah, he'll he'll kind of start to walk over to give you some grog, and uh, this this bread that he has, and she'll straight up slap the grog out of his hand as it falls to the ground. She's like, "You can't be giving him any of our grog. You don't know what any of these slippery sons of bitches is gonna do with it. Give him the bread and let him be." Mm. Uh. The lady will also kind of pivot out, and she'll see you, Stolas, and uh, she's like, All right, get over here if you're on prisoner detail and help us with this gang, huh? 
You got it. <laughs> yes! I love it so much. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, generic AI human, you are now part of the chain gang. So um, smooth. Prisoner detail. And you look you. so, so plain and generic, they don't even question who you are. It's perfect. Um, <laughs> we'll say 40-ish minutes pass. Is there anything else, player-wise, that you guys need or want to do on the boat before we move on from this map? Um, nope. I don't think so. Marius? Nope. I'm good. Okay. There's, real quick, there has not been enough time for us to, like, there's no rest periods or anything like that. Uh, not really. You guys are kind of, between you and Stolos, you are almost left down here, and the dog. Left down here to watch the prisoners for a very short span of time, right? As the other two kind of pack up their bunks that are down here, get things picked up. They don't really go too far. Uh, just kind of this adjoining front room, um, and pack up their sacks. Uh, above you this whole time, cargo has been offloaded um, and is being taken away before they pull prisoners in. Um, Marius, you probably are the only one who is seeing that, um, that the cargo is departing with half of the crew before you guys actually take the chain gang out. Um, and Jace will kind of nod to the, the couple clockwork creatures around him, um, snapping to them orders that they are to protect the boat and only official Zentarum representatives are allowed on the boat while they are away. Uh, he also will kind of take a moment as an aside to you, Marius, to say that Jerez uh, is just going to stay on the boat because if the outpost captain ends up seeing him in this state, he'll probably lose one of his good friends, um, unfortunately. Oh, does the captain not take well, then, to people being inhibited or inebriated um you why don't you give me insight that's a really good question um i'll tell you what you know 19 you think it's more of a protective working relationship that they have probably been on this boat for a long time and jace while jace is a hard ass and not necessarily the greatest human or i guess he's an elf um not necessarily the greatest elf he does care about his crew as the captain of his vessel. They are the lifeblood that makes this boat run. And being Drez, being him, him being the first mate, you know, probably has something to do with proving his worth. So you think it's probably something more along that line that he doesn't want to lose a good first mate and have to train a new one or have another confidant that he has to learn to put trust in. Um, but no, you get the the idea as well that he probably does not appreciate the use of illicit substances. How long has Drez been out? Uh, almost, let's see, we're going on like five hours, I think, canonically. Five, six. Captain, he, I'm, like, wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go take a look at him and see if he's doing alright. It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, uh, you just say that to kind of Jace. Yeah. Yeah, he just kind of chucks his chin in towards the door, and he, he'll, he'll make an aside to say, don't touch anything that's not yours. Sure. Yeah. Um, you close the door behind you as you begin to check out this creature. What would you like to do? Uh, a medicine check to see if he's alive. Because mm. he's been out for quite a while. 
Yeah. Nat 20. Holy cow. 29? Damn. Yeah, you kind of walk up to his bunk, looking carefully to make sure you're not going to step on anything or get poked by anything that's going to hurt you. Uh, and as you kind of pull up his eyelids, his eyes are glowing this vibrant blue color so much so that when you pull the eyelids back it's almost like a flashlight has turned on that they are producing that much external light uh you've been kind of examine his mouth and you can see like this powder residue same thing with his nose um he he has way overdosed and is on the verge of dying lovely um let's see here I'm going <laughs> to slap my hands on him and ca <laughs> cast a uh, lesser restoration. Dude, just Walter White that shit. Let him die. Touch creature can uh, end either one disease or one condition affecting it. The condition can be blind, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. Conveniently. Poisoned? It is. Um, yeah, you put a hand on either side of his temple as your angelic radiance transfers from your body to his, touching him with this lesser restoration. Uh, as the power goes off, the blue light in his eyes and mouth begin to kind of flicker and fade, and then he looks straight up at you and vomits, kind of up and out, and then across his bed Ew. and rolls onto the uh. floor. Uh. Make a dexterity Nasty. saving throw. Get <laughs> Get, get the net, get the gunk out as I pat him on his back. Dexterity saving throw, trying to dodge. <laughs> Seventeen. Yeah, you sidestep it almost deftly, like you know it's coming. Um, Drez will, or not Drez. Drez will kind of look up at you like, "What is? What ear is it?" And he kind of like shakes his head, wipes his face, and continues to vomit. Uh, it's. The year of our Lord. <laughs> Which one is that? Dead or undead? <laughs> kind of like rubs his temples. You're you're alive. Undead it is then. God damn. Well, I thought finally I was going to get out of this hellhole, and that here I am looking at your ugly mug. Where are we? He kind of like we're, blinks his eyes. We're at the the keep. We're at the fence already. Did we translate? Yes. Is the captain mad? You might want to go talk to him. <sighs> he kind of fumbles around in his pockets for a second. Marius, will you please roll me D100s? Sure. 93. Ooh. He pulls out a small bag... And he says, for your trouble, I owe you one. Uh, inside of which are two items. Uh, you get a greater potion of healing. Which I will copy. And some sort of jar. Uh, inside of which is a weird grease-like fluid. Uh, not fluid. Cream. Mm. Mm, cream. 
What's the cream there, Draz? Oh, he says, that's lightning grease. You just rub it along your blade, and for the next 24 hours after it's applied, uh, provided it's not a magic weapon already, um, you get an extra d4 of lightning damage to this dungeon master, Cody. It also can work on one single weapon of any size and or up to 20 arrows. Oh, well, thank you, Draz, but maybe uh, cut back on the spice a little. He says, yeah. <laughs> kind of stand up and straighten himself, pop his neck, and walk out. And the captain just begins to profusely berate him uh, as you guys exit the room. Cool. Okay. Um, Saved him, Cap. See you later. <laughs> he says, appreciated. As you exit. Uh, time passes. You wind your way up the slopes of this hill. Um, someone out there in TV land either shot out a number between one and four or, uh, roll me a d4. One. Okay. You enter from the left. Uh, bottom left, Ozol. So, some of the crew ends up staying behind on the boat. Ozal, go ahead. Ozal and Dini, I wasn't sure how you were going to figure into this equation. But go ahead and drag yourselves down, now that you are a guard and a prisoner, as you approach the fence. And I think it's finally time that we remove the lighting on this map. Come on, daylight mode. Oh. Sorry, standby. Roll 20 just crashed. Whoa, whoa. Okay. Let's try that again. How, how was everyone's week? Not too bad. Super busy. Not too shabby. Sonic Eclipse today. Yeah, was it pretty cool? Yeah. It's pretty legit. Clear skies. Um, got some cool pictures of the shadows. Which was an interesting side effect. There we go. Thank God. Okay. Uh, you approach the fence uh, from the west. As you approach this distortion on the night sky sitting upon this hill, you can go all the way out if you want to, Zach. Um, kind of overlooking the bay on this cliff there is this blue shield as you approach the top probably I don't know 20 feet above you is this perfectly black color as it begins to move in opposite of the sky almost as if there is an active camo that blankets the top 
part of this shield. As you approach, Jace will kind of stop the party um, as this crackling energy field uh, kind of reverberates towards him. On the other side, you can make out two more clockwork men and a flying snake. You can go back into lower view back where you guys are at. He will remove his badge of office off his chest and show it. And the crackling white field right here splits, allowing you to cross through into the courtyard. You guys can put yourselves by the bonfire. Even mutt. Even mutt. Yeah. Welcome to your orientation. Oh, are you guys blocked by barriers, or can you not go through? Uh, yeah, I think it deleted my Blocked. Mind. Blocked by barriers. Let me in. Let me fucking in. Uh, let's go to the light layer. And oh, that's crazy. crazy. You can actually put barriers. Oh, yeah. I did a lot of work on this, because I was like, oh, it'd be really cool. And then when I was trying to navigate it, it uh, just kind of became a giant pain in the ass. So now go. you should be able to go freely through. I have removed all of the light area. Obviously, there are some things you cannot see, like into shops and things like that. Um, so just use your imagination, my friends. Uh, I'm on the wrong layer. Okay, you cross through into the, the threshold of the courtyard. Uh, and the chain gang comes with you. Ozol and Burn. You two are ushered over to this statue as this giant golem kind of comes lumbering over. Um, Jace will approach the golem and he hands out what looks like a spherical object. Anyone within line of sight can attempt to make a perception check should that you would want to. Yes, please. 12. 25. Nice. Oh, Mr. Red. Let's go, Burn! Oh, Mr. White on that 20. Nice. 26 for Zothis. Holy cow. So everyone but Mr. Gray gets to see what happens. <laughs> uh, it was all... You are kind of thrown for a loop, being that you are bloody and broken. Uh, as he, he holds it out, the golem's chest begins to open to receive this. Uh, small spherical orb. It is metallic in color and stylized. As he begins to set the socket uh, into this golem, the golem freezes. You hear this giant hiss as it kind of begins to slowly move one hand to the ground. As it touches the ground, the statue closest to you moves back, revealing a staircase. Um, the staircase itself begins to wind down and those prisoners who I just named are ushered below the rest of you are kind of left standing out here and I'm sure you have questions I'm just going to put you guys like that. Move him over here. And we will I come think back to in my mind shortly. Is that the Shagohad? <laughs> no, that is not the Shagohad. Okay. Um, 
Jace will kind of turn back to you and say, well, new recruits, uh, welcome. Uh, as the statue slides back close, this kind of stairway under it receding. Um, as Jace begins to talk about orientation and next steps for joining the Zentarum, he says that there's a ceremony uh, and then you'll have to go to the Proving Grounds. Most people end up um, their first turn kind of as like wardens, or not wardens, uh, jailers. Uh, and they kind of learn the ropes of the Zentarum uh, and go through indoctrination while guarding prisoners as kind of a probationary setting. Uh, Maeve will kind of walk over while Jace is talking, say something into his ear, and he nods. She pulls out a dis different spherical shape, puts it into the golem's chest, and the staircase, instead of the statue moving back towards the tavern, it slides to the left this time, revealing a different staircase that she will kind of walk down and disappear into. Uh, but yeah, Jay says, are you ready to meet our leader? Beor is always, always excited to meet new initiates of the Zentarum. I guess if that's what the standard is. He nods. Uh, he, he kind of waves his hands and there's this wall of automaton kind of blocking this doorway. Two of the bigger ones will kind of step out and around, uh, oop, wrong way, allowing you entrance in as they hold the door open to you, uh, these kind of stylized columns. And Jace will proceed down the corridor to give you official um, announcements. And he says, my lord Bayor, please come, my friends. Uh, he says, I have brought three new initiates to our group. Uh, sitting in a large hunting chair, this chain kind of connected to his belt and onto one of the eye stalks of this beholder, kind of almost stroking it lovingly, is a giant. Kind of looking at you guys. He says, <clears throat> You have brought me these new recruits, you say, Jace. Welcome. What makes you want to join the ranks of the Zintarum? Honey. Money. The almighty of the gods. And he kind of turns his look to you, Stolas. Can't say that doesn't sound good to me. Money as well. What about you, shadowed one? He points to you, uh, Zolthus. My past life is something I would rather leave behind. And coin is always a welcome bonus. That it is. Please, uh, whoever would like to go first for initiation, step forth and you shall receive our brand. And uh, he kind of pulls this, like, it almost looks like a small stick to him uh, from one of the braziers, but you can see there's this stylized snake in a circle, and uh, he gestures to whoever, whoever wants to go first. This sounds terrible. <laughs> a brand? <clears throat> yeah, I wasn't expecting to be branded today, but uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if Marius is going first because he's in front of me. But if not, I'll I'll step step on through. 
And uh, come up to Bayor. He's he's holding it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you extend. He he gestures to your left arm, uh, and you kind of pull back your fair, dark elven skin of your shattered kindness, uh, and he will kind of grasp it between two or three of his fingers and take this very, what looks like to you, very large brand that actually will take up your whole forearm, um, and he presses it to your skin. Make a constitution saving throw. Wait one sec. <clears throat> My whole forearm, you say? Yeah. Damn. Oh, gosh. My constitution is not a very... All right, a 10. Uh, you cry out in pain as this brand is placed onto your arm. Uh, it is a stylized snake. Uh, its head kind of starts at your hand. Its wings kind of go across the midsection of your forearm. It has a curling body. It's a, a flying snake. And then there are other stylized embossments. Uh, as he removes it, your skin has been permanently marred with the mark of the Zintarum. And he says, for your bravery, you are now the rank of Pit Viper. Welcome to our crew. And he gestures to the right-hand side where the chairs are. I uh, nod to him and take a seat. Okay. Who's next? As he kind of puts it back in the fire. Step forward, please. Blue will step forward and hold out his arm. Okay. Again, same kind of thing. Left arm. Uh, he touches you, pulls the brand in. The beholder's eyes all turn to leer at you as its mouth begins to get wider and it kind of grins. Uh, its central eye just kind of gross and watery looking at you. Mm-hmm. Um, as you do that, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, unfortunately, it's at disadvantage. And yours is also for pain, but also to hold your form because uh, I can't roll up my sleeve. No, so you can roll he, up your... Oh, I, oh. I can't. <laughs> so he's... Go- if I was to try and do that, it would do nothing to the illusion. Oh, no. You can't so break. he he's going to have to press into it, and all it's going to hit is my metal gauntlet. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Hold on two seconds. Let me pull the character <laughs> sheets here because it's about to get interesting. I said, somebody's about yeah. to become a prisoner. <laughs> uh, Sorry, give me two seconds here while I consult character sheets. You're this good. is the hot dungeon master action everyone's after. Uh, so. While you're looking up, I will ask actually, what is the name of this thing? One-eyed thing again? A beholder, uh, that's and it's a not beholder. one-eyed. It's multi. I can answer it, Cody. Well, that's that's right. Oh yeah, I was say there's eyes on each end, right? With the center so eye. So it, it 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 has one massive eye in the center, and then eye stalks like tentacles, and at the end of each of the tentacles is another eye. Marius, I'm gonna give you a chance to react. Technically, the beholder is looking in your direction, which means the anti-magic cone is focused on you. Oh, well, then in that case, the moment that he was staring at me, my uh, disguise for looking like a drow would have dropped. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> How do you react? I'm going to let you react to this situation first. Well, uh, if I look and I see that I, I can see my armor and whatnot, I would remove my top hat and take a bow. Hello there. Good evening. <laughs> you say that. Jace reaches for his sword. The beholder's eyes narrow, all ten of them looking at you. Bayor the cunning, holding your arm, holding the brand towards it, looks up towards you. Well, he that says, he wouldn't even gotten to the arm holding then. Oh yeah, as you as you cross, his hand outstretched to grab your arm. Excuse me. Brand in his hand, kind of takes a single step back and smiles. He says, "Another." <laughs> Tell me, interloper, why? Why have you come to the fence? For money. Did I, money. Did I not say it before? You know, eh, just because my form might be different now because of your creator here dispelling my disguise, it doesn't change my motivations. Uh, performance or deception? I'm going to let you choose on that one, bud. Uh... uh Jace begins to, like, try to stammer out an explanation, very caught off guard. Um, and he is silenced with a crack of thunder uh, as this giant turns to look at him. Do not speak. Uh, sure. Say. You said that was performan to Jace, performance. Yeah. Not persuasion. Not persuasion, no. Okay. All right. Deception! 19. 19. Ooh, 17 on my end. Okay. He kind of nods. If anything, it just proves I'm resourceful. He says, yes, resourceful indeed. I can't say you are the first fallen angel who hides amongst us. Ah, that one would not be dispelled. Oh, no? Are you sure? It's not magic. It's it's a manipulation of my form, I believe. But let me just... Okay, so you just look like Marius? Yeah, I would look like my old school Marius. Okay. Let, let me just double check. I'm going to have to walk back my words on that one, then. Uh, it's as if con concentrating. You could call for me to make a, a saving throw. Yeah, let's try it. Why as well? Okay, Constitution saving throw. I would think way. being turned from your disguise going off instantly would be cause. Ooh, we'll make it fair here. I'll make a public roll. D twenty five. You hold your form. So I look like old school Marius. Fantastic. You look like old school Marius. Uh, then he just kind of looks at you and he says, "Interesting. Remove your armor." And pledge your fealty to me. To you? I've, I've already rescued them. a ship of, uh, of you know, the Zentarum trying to make their way here. The ship was nearly capsized. If you listen to Jace, I have already shown that I am useful. He uh, shoots an eyebrow over towards Jace. <laughs> 
<laughs> who sheepishly like looks down. He says, I, 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 I have not filed my report yet with you, Lord Bayor. I was going to tell you of the trouble I had, but the shipment made it a time, and I, I was not aware that this this man had stopped the waves that had attacked our ship from some sort of large monolithic shark that attacked. He just gets cut off mid-sentence with a hand gesture. He says, "Fine, fine, fine. Step forth. I shall brand you." Say so you should be thanking me. I'm here to do trade and business. Let's learn a thing or two and make some coin. Uh, the natural kind of blue wavy hair he has, kind of nimbus-like floating around his head, begins to cloud black as you demand a thanks from him. Your passive perception tells you this is a proud creature. A very proud creature. Demanding anything from him is dangerous lines. Go ahead and make persuasion check. Of course. An eight. <laughs> that does not go over well. It does Oof. not, no. The, the static electricity kind of begins to spark as the entirety of his hair kind of goes this storm black and almost it's almost as if the darkness in the room, the the braziers kind of get lower. Everything gets just a shade darker. He says, I will thank you by letting you keep your tongue. Jace, take this one down with the others. We'll decide what to do with him later. He kind of looks back towards you and gestures uh, to Jace. What do you do, Marius? Say, I'll start walking my way back down the hall. Okay. Uh, you get out to the edge of the hall before we skip to Stolas. Go ahead and... Am I on the right layer? Yep, there we go. Uh, go ahead and put yourself by Jace, I guess. I do have a few things I'd like to say to Jace once once I have a second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll hop over to Stolas really quick then, and then we'll catch up with you. And we'll put his flying snake down there with him, too. Uh, Stolas, <laughs> this very angry-looking giant kind of looks in your direction. He says, any more surprises? Godsman, anything else you wish to report on your trip? That's you, Stolas. Not at all, sir. He nods. He says, then take this one down to the lower levels and educate him how we do things in the Zentarum. It will be done. Okay. Uh, the Beholder is kind of just... You're not necessarily in the room, Stola, so it's not looking towards you. It has kind of fixed its eye back towards Zolthus. Um, Zolthus, as you walk out, do you say anything to Bayor or Bow or anything like that out of curiosity? Uh, yes, I uh, step out of the chair and I come uh, actually to the center of the room here and uh, bow to him and may take my leave. Okay. He says, do not forget to stop in at the general store for your new attire. And he nods. As you leave, the doors just kind of slowly shut behind you. <sighs> <sighs> 
thought I was a chicken dinner there for a second. Uh, we are, okay, must speak through the rings. We do not know what ears are around us. Uh, you get outside, and Jace is just, he is mad. He is, like, fuming mad, and he looks so, towards you. when I put Mars. the hat back on, I re- resume my, my drow disguise. You, okay. You let, you let this man do, like, do this to you. He controls this whole place. He, he pulls up his sleeve, and he says... I, like, just wisp, like, I'm speaking yeah. extremely hushed tones. Yeah, the automatons don't really seem to care. There's not a lot of people around you. Um, people north of the bonfire are gone right now for our viewers. Um, Zach, if you want to go up, maybe back towards the courtyard, uh, we'll put oh. this and still lost. I'm gonna, I'm gonna quickly say I said to use the rings through the rings when we were mm-hmm. speaking like that. Let's just say that. <laughs> no, no, you're good. <laughs> um, you guys are kind of waiting for other instructions, Zoltis and, and Stolas. And he looks at you as he, um, Marius, as he pulls up his, his sleeve and he shows you his brand. And then he pulls up his other arm and he shows you his brand, his other brand. And then he pulls back his chest just enough, kind of moving aside his gambeson and his shirt. And you can make out the tips of these wings that are kind of stretch across his collarbone and this stylized snake head that kind of comes up uh, under his neck. And he says, we are the Brotherhood of the Zentarum. Yes, we are cruel but it is a better life than serving those in undeath. And he kind of looks at you very severely. He's like, I invited you to my ship. You asked to join my crew, and now you betray my trust. And in air quotes, Mr. Blue. How does that make me look? These people have killed for less. Do you not worry then that your own life might be in danger now? He kind of shrugs. He says... It is the first that I have ever offended Lord Bayor, and I was chosen by his hand. Just go. I will plead a case to you, and I will do the best to keep you out of harm's way. But for now, I would ask that you hang tight. If you were to put trust in anyone here, should it not be me who has offered you hospitality, who has broken bread with you? It is. That is why I ask you these questions there is chance here I see that maybe you should lead if such a mag- massive creature you know you, you begin to say that and he like cuts you off partway shh the walls have ears this is not the place for such conversation hmm. he kind of leans back he says I will plead your case for now I shall put you in minimum security and I will make you as comfortable as I can are we agreed? Good to know, friend. Marius extends a hand. Uh, yeah, he takes your hand, and as he does so, I need you to make a contested sleight of hand check against mm-hmm. Jace. He's <laughs> yes. about to poison me again? <laughs> <laughs> this bastard. <laughs> I have 27. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not going to beat him. Okay. He clasps a silver bracelet around your wrist. Ending the use of your clerical magic as it absorbs the magics you have inside of you. You cannot cast spells until this manacle is removed. Hmm. Anti-magic manacle. 
Now I believe your true form is revealed, yes? Oh, oh yeah, if that's the case. So yeah. I go from being, you know, the concealed drow to now being a full-blown angel standing in front of him. That's pretty badass, actually. Make an intimidation check, I guess, if you want to. I would prefer a persuasion to try and convince him to see the light, but sure, I, I, I can give you an intimidation. Uh, persuasion, twenty-four. Ooh, eighteen. Uh, you succeed. He looks at you, and he is like, still kind of holding your wrist as it, this uh, magic bracelet begins to sink its teeth into your your gauntlet and through your gauntlet into your skin, and he's like, what? are you I am an avatar of Helm is chosen see potential within you Jace he just is like dumb so like both fear um it like very impressed like at your the power like you know like you're going full super saiyan your power level has been shown uh and he just he just kind of begins to wave over automatons uh who will begin to kind of cluster around you to usher you to lower levels uh do you go willingly is the question i will okay uh go ahead and place yourself just uh to the right of ozal if you don't mind um as you, he kind of sockets in this uh, spherical ball into this golem's chest. The statue slides to the north, and these automatons, two in front, two behind, usher you down the stairs and into the prison. Contemplate what we have spoken. Uh, he just kind of shivers, uh, like involuntarily, as you descend. Uh, shaking his head, he will walk over to you, Zolthus, and say, that, that was interesting. Let's get you your gear. And with that, mm. I am going to leave you for just a moment, Stolas and Zolthus, as we go lower. Click. Come on. I'm going to have to copy and paste it here. So give me just two seconds. It'll probably be black. If roll 20 wants to load on my side. Roll 20, if you want to sponsor us out there, you happen to see us upon us. I have, I mean, I will, I will take a sponsorship, but I'm going to be honest. And paste. You descend down the stairs. <coughs> uh, as you do, the walls begin to get tighter, the air a little bit more damp, and you are ushered through a set of double doors that close behind you, the stairwell receding into the walls as you come face to face with yet another creature. Marius, you are not here yet. 
there are several doors surrounding you. Uh, the north is where you came from, the south, the west, and the east. Um, she looks at you, Burn, this beautiful creature, wings made of fire, a sword made of fire, a helmet that is fully enclosed, uh, save for her face. And she kind of tilts her head. And she looks at you, and she says, Step forth, prisoner. You are to be sorted into your new homes. <clears throat> Gryffindor. <laughs> Dungeon Master Cody gets That's hilarious. That, that deserves DM inspiration. Uh, you know what? I will give you the most holy of holy things that I can give you. The DM <laughs> high five. Nice. Uh, Burn, would you like to go south, east, or west? Um, let's take a trip down south. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, she kind of nods. The gate behind her closes, and several guards kind of come in to take you by your chains and usher you lower. Uh, Zach, go ahead and pan down, if you don't mind. Burn, I'm going to drag you down here. All the way to the bottom. Whoa. Yeah, it's a oh, big prison. Damn, that's way down there. Yep. You could zoom out to more if you need to. Uh, damn. Uh, keep going down. See if you can go. See Burn. No? Okay. Then I it's will just drag dark. on. I will drag on Pepe. Oh, then the doctors. <laughs> Give me a little oh, bit of <laughs> Um, Who has. I think all of yours. Flying I Snake. I didn't see the show until I was a man. And by then it was Flying blinding. Snake. You approach this door. They are distorted and red, uh, each of these doors. And as the guard places his hand against the wall, this sheets begin to drop thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner, and you are ushered in. And you see a familiar face, and one you don't know. Captain Durden sitting on a bunk. And he looks at you and smiles as the guard walks away, the door closing behind you. Long time no see, friend. What do you do, Burn? Uh, Burn's just gonna nod and grunt. Because <clears throat> he's still not sure if he can drop character yet. Yeah, okay. Sure. Well, then I will leave you there and we'll pan back up to our other friends here. Zachary Gravera, you are next, my guy. Is that a guy, Easter... Bin Dre? What? That other guy in there, was that Bin Dre? We'll get to He's him. never been Dre. Brinder. That's what I was but, thinking, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you step forth to the warden, uh, who kind of tilts her helmet down to you, and she nods. She says, I have a special place for you, little one. And the left door opens. 
Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to get roll 20 to actually bow, bow to my wishes, roll 20. Bow, 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 bow. Nasty. Nice, Dean. Roll 20 struggling. Let me see. I'm going to close Discord. And what about now? Can I drag? Uh, you are ushered to the top left. Chia. Nope. That was not you. Is that Prison Mike? <laughs> that is Prison oh Mike. Oh my god. <laughs> As the dementors are the worst part. <laughs> As this guard ushers you in, um, you are met by a strange looking man, and he says, What's up, biatch? You my new Sally in the clink? Can you pull up a picture or make it bigger? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. Hey, yo, Prison Mike. <laughs> Um, I will say, oh, good evening. What is your name? The name that I have been given is Prison Mike. Well, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, Prison uh, Mike. His demeanor kind of changed. He's like, oh, wow, you, you, you're the, you're the nicest, nicest person I've met in here. You want to know the worst part about prison? What is the worst part about this prison? It's the shadows. They fade in and out of the wall. As he says that, kind of skittering across the backside of your wall is this shadow-like creature that passes through the prison. They touch your toes when you sleep. And all we get to eat is gruel and gruel sandwiches. Well, perhaps I can do something about your gruel sandwich, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. Michael. I, I, I used to be a regional distributor in Faerun and Waterdeep. I sold the finest scroll paper potter works all across the land. Really? Perhaps I've come across some of your products. What was your distribution enterprise called? It was Munder Difflin. Ah, I see. Paper Products and Company. We purchased our scrolls from the Michael Scott Paper Company. <gasps> You're an original. I'm honored. He kind of bows to you. Please, if you'd like, we could share a book. I don't like to read, except for sometimes. I would much like that, Mike. How long have you been here? Not long enough to dig a hole with a spoon. Anyone. Your secret is safe with me, Mike. You can call me Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray? That's ominous. You can call me Old Man Gray if that makes you feel better. That does. Like a grandfather. <laughs> like a Correct. grandfather. That's what she said. Well, I guess this is our new reality, Mike. Yes. Ozal will uh, start 
I guess just looking around the space to see if there's anything that uh, strikes us as odd. Uh, yeah, it's there's not a toilet. Uh, there are these kind of rows of hay that have been soiled. Uh, just kind of along the ground. The beds are literally just wood planks that are chained to the wall. There's a bucket of water. Uh, you can make out some sort of weird pasted food uh, in a plate that has been just kind of left there. You would assume that's the gruel sandwich that Mike was talking about. Uh, Ozal will ask, um, what kind of centuries do they have guards, if you will? They got dogs and shadows and giant suits of armor people, men. What happens if you're caught, say, casting magic? I don't know. They should have given you something to not be able to cast the magics. I don't think I've received anything. Well, don't tell anyone that you can cast spells. Ozal will, uh... I guess, can I do a, um, perception check to, to see if there's anyone watching, or if I think anyone's watching? Oh, please. Oh, please. Uh, 12? Not that you can see. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to make his gruel sandwich taste better, but I don't know if that's worth the risk. It's a grueled cheese! But it is also a very low, um, low risk spell. Uh, yeah, I'll cast press the digitation on a sandwich. Just want to see what happens. Nothing. Nothing happens at all. And I'll hold it up and say, "Try this, Mike. This should taste much better." He takes a bite of it and he's just like, oh. "You know, in the morning, I used to set six strips of bacon on a pan in the kitchen." And I had a continual flame spell, and it was perfectly heated in time, so when I would wake up, I would wake up to the smell of bacon. <laughs> You're fucking so stupid. I love that. <laughs> and he's like, it tastes just like the bacon that I used to have in the morning. And I love it so much. And, uh, he begins to weep, and then just embraces you into the biggest hug that he can on your mostly naked body. Um, I'm not naked. Why, why do people just think I'm naked? I have all my clothes on. And I don't stink either. What He's the hell? mostly naked. <laughs> He's wearing head-to-toe clothing. I, I took off my Yes, your loincloth clothing. Yeah. Yep. Okay, you fucking guy. Uh, um, does he have any uh, a hobble to his foot that he may have stepped on this continual flame spell? Uh, yeah, I was getting to that. He's like, <laughs> I burned myself one morning when I stepped on it. Oh, that is so funny. I missed the office. I, w- I was going to ask, but I just let it happen. I, I had a feeling that was coming. <laughs> Ozal will uh, grab a... I guess lay down on this bench and begin thinking, and uh, he'll hold his ring and say, uh, Mr. Red, do you know where you are in relation to the central corridor? Burn, you get a telepathic message from your friend, Ozal. Oh, what's it say? I just said it. Oh, uh, repeat it. <laughs> uh, do you know where you are in relation to the, the central corridor? So I went left. We're, or I guess facing... <coughs> I went right, I guess, if you will. <clears throat> but go south. Thank you. 
but uh, and I will make a mental note of that and say um, do you have eyes on anyone that we should be looking for Captain Durden Selly very good if possible I would like to break my Selly out as well what if possible, Speak I would. Speak up. <laughs> if possible, <laughs> you're screaming. <laughs> Prison Mike's like, oh, great. He talks to himself. Oh, I thought this was a mental thought speak. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Like, okay, <laughs> I was, I was like, like, we need to clarify that real quick. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I guess Cody. Just to clarify. Um, I guess to describe the position, um, I'm northwest and Burn is south of the central corridor. Yeah. I guess just so we can uh, keep an eye on things. Okay, uh, well that will be, uh, I guess, my interaction with Mike if anyone else wants to have their uh, turn, as it were. You got it. Let me also just erase the light on this map. I thought it was going to be really cool, and I think it has been for the 10 it is seconds cool. it's been up. Oh, I can. Do you want me to keep it up, or me to take it off? Uh, you're the boss, but I think it's cool. I think if you reveal everything, it would be... I mean, you worked hard on this, so, I mean, it's up to you. It's whatever. Marius, you come down last. Um, I'm not going to pull all the guards on here because this map is already tanking my roll 20, but you're flanked by guards. Um, As you are descending, your ring begins to heat up on your finger, and you catch every other word. And And even your alert noise, your codec noise, if you will, is like in your head uh, as your ring begins to fight against the bracelet that has been placed on your hand. I kind of like grab my head and put like my like squeeze my forehead between my hands and be like Ah! Ah! It's just like tumble down the stairs. And as you do, you fall at the feet of this floating creature. White battle dress, flaming wings, not touching the ground, levitating off the ground. Golden helmet that obscures her eyes as she kind of tilts her head down towards you. So she's angelic in nature? She is. Sister, remove this as I like hold the bracelet up. She will kind of hold her hand out towards you, almost like offering it to you as you begin to Oh, well, well, I, yeah, no, I'm, like, hold, holding the bracelet up as, like, I'm, like, like, holding my head, like, in obvious pain. I came down here willingly. Remove it. Ah! <laughs> uh, she's a child of night. Your mercy is that you get to live. She just kind of stares down at you as you're in pain. She's like, I will not remove it. That is not my job. 
But if you are willing, I will have you remove your armor and weapons and place them at your feet. Say the bracelet prevents me, doesn't it? Because it's like like clinked through the armor somehow. Uh, yeah, you can't take off your left gauntlet. <laughs> or right, because it was Durden's left hand. Yeah, your right gauntlet. <laughs> we could cut it from your skin, if you would prefer. <laughs> so, uh, how many people are around here, exactly? Uh, there are four automatons back on the stairwell. There is a guard to your north right, who has a dog. There is one to your bottom left, uh, kind of standing in the cove, and then there is one directly behind you, and the warden standing right in the central corridor. It's interesting how how did she come down to to being a warden of this place? It's just wild because she's what angelic in nature, obviously, from what she it sounds is. like. Yeah. You could ask her as you. Yeah. How did you come to be a uh, warden of this place? She says, well, after Tyr fell, our pantheon was cast out, having no place to go. As a creature who is used to judging and fighting and depending on things, I found a home with the Zentarum doing what I do best. Dispensing justice to those who deserve it. Justice to those who deserve it. Sister, I have done no such thing. And yet here you are in my prison. Although I am to place you in minimum security, and she kind of gestures to your right, Escort me that way, then. Have you yes, removed your or, effects? Or I'll, I'll start working my way that direction. Yeah. So, off you... to the right, you say. Mm-hmm. Do you okay. remove your items upon request, or do you keep them, or attempt to keep them on? I mean, she told me to head that direction, so that's where I'm heading. None of the doors have opened for you yet, to the right. She kind of just, like, looks down at you, floating above you. Interesting. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll remove the armor. It'll take some time. <laughs> it's not a quick process. She says, and our friends will help you. <laughs> Should that you be willing. Uh, Marius, would you like to try and keep any one small item that you have with, like, sleight of hand as you are dofting your armor? Uh, if... If anything, I would like to keep uh, my amulet, my, my symbol of my devotion to hell. Okay. How are you going to try and persuade your way through it, through speech? Or are you going to attempt to uh, conceal it? Uh, I'll, I'll speak, speak to it. Okay. Go ahead. As I'll begin to, you know, strip and remove objects, you know, uh, eventually I'll get to the point where I'm standing there nearly naked, minus a, uh, a right gauntlet, and, 
my loincloth and or simple clothes and my amulet and say this this is the one thing I, I wish to keep it is my symbol to helm as I'm certain you have hold on of something of tear uh you say that, and as she does, she will withdraw the whip that has been around her waist, uh, almost like a belt, as it ignites with flame, and she says, And so it shall be. Though, as one of our own, it is a pity to see you walk upon the dirt. Angels should fly if they have wings. I can do that. And he'll, you know, lift up into the air just ever so slightly with a flap. She nods. You are escorted to the right. None of them touching you, of course, just kind of more leading you uh, to the top right prison. Where you see a man squatting in the hay. uh, Kind of this blue battle dress, mix of armors. Uh, and as his serpentine-like body moves around towards you, you can make out the hood of a cobra staring back at you as the door closes behind you. Well, who might you be? Uh, he will kind of stand up out of the hay and just kind of brush himself off. And he says... I could ask you the same question. Pliskin. He holds a hand out to you. Blue. As he, I hold a gauntlet hand out to him. Blue, huh? Yeah. That's all I get? If I was green, I would die. Almost. He almost <laughs> oh, come on. Close. Give him a high five. It was close. <laughs> It was close. I smiled. You, you get the uh, you get the Metal Gear alert noise. Uh, he kind of nods. Oh God, it's Lucan. Oh no. He is so surprised. Uh, he nods and he says, <clears throat> "The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, does it?" Sometimes it falls where you need it to. What brings you here? He smiles, and he says, So you are with the extraction party. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, oh yes, of course. Neither do I. Any chance you can help as I kind of look towards my, uh, my gauntlet? He says, yeah, but... We have about 22 minutes before they do rotation. So, during night meal, I think we'll take it off. Can you wait till then? Nice to meet you, Basilisk. (laughs) He smiles back. He says, did a certain large-framed individual send you? Kind of strange armor. Maybe. A weird butler. Maybe. 
he would just kind of walk over towards the bunk and lay down. What are these bars made out of? That is an excellent question. Would you like to touch them? Oh no. I want to just look. <laughs> they seem to be really thin sheets of energy that kind of distort and shift as you look at them. Hmm. Interesting. So there's they look electrical in nature? No. Uh, why don't you roll me Arcana? Arcana. Three. It's you magic. Have no idea. It's magic. Hey, let's go. Okay. Let's journey back up top now that we have the whole prison situation under control. As we zoom through the earth, back up, the glowing fence kind of electrifying from the inside. Um, Zolthus, you look up, the fence from the inside is perfectly clear with a subtle blue distortion against the sky. Uh, it's raining. It's nighttime. And Jace kind of points you northeast. He says, follow the road down. He's like, you will see a small store. Go talk to Nineface. I'll get you your gear. And then come back to me, and I'll get you your assignment. Get it done. And, uh, I start heading that way and gesture uh, Mr. White to come with me. Mr. White will follow. Uh, you begin to walk away still last, and Jace looks at you and he's like, You! What is your name? Oh, most people call me idiot or hey you. <laughs> he giggles. And he says, Yeah, yeah, that tracks. Hey you, go with him. And he kind of winks and smiles at you. You got it, boss. Okay. And you strut off north. Uh, Zoltis, you can go ahead and go all the way up if you if you want to. Uh, to this small little workshop that you can see kind of nestled in. There is this huge, round, metallic construct that is guarding one of the front gates kind of north of you. Uh, it looks like a Beyblade, almost. A spherical Bakugan Beyblade with knives and blades coming out of every area of itself. It actually spins to move uh, on its uh, vertical axis, um, kind of leaving these knife-like grooves in the ground as it kind of hisses and whirs uh, guarding the front gate. You can make out protrusions of spears across its back, almost as if it has some sort of ranged launching mechanism as you make out the general goods store on your right. Uh, upon entering, you meet a very strange looking humanoid uh, who just kind of looks at you and kind of looks like Megamind would look. 
if that makes sense. Very large blue head, kind of alien skinny body. Uh, and his body will kind of ripple and distort to look just like you. And he says, <clears throat> Welcome to our shop, Initiate. How may I be of service? And to be fitted with, uh, I'm a new recruit, and to be fitted with gear and uh, the for the Zentarum. Oh, I'm a new recruit. I'm to be fitted with gear for the Zentarum. He almost copies your voice perfectly. It's freaky to see it come out of your own body and shape as he says it back to you. You have a lovely melody to your voice, child. Uh, he'll begin to kind of search around the room for different effects and items, kind of looking your gear up and down, uh, and he will return to you a Zentarum studded leather armor plus one. Yeah, uh, take it from him and uh, say, is there any other items or wares that you would have that I mean, be, that may be of use to me? What would you require? Do you have any any sort of uh, weapons for stealth? Um, any throwing knives? Any daggers? Anything of such sort? In fact, we do. I have an assortment of weapons that maybe have used to you. Shall we start our dessert course? He kind of winks at you as he pulls a box off the shelf and sets it down on the table. Uh, as he opens it, there is a plethora of small cutlery in different shapes, sizes, and stylized designs. He says, For one of your nature, may I suggest the poison cartridge knife? He kind of pulls out this large dagger. It's not magical in nature, but it is mechanical in nature. Uh, he twists off the pommel and kind of slides out what looks like a vial of poison. Uh, he slides it back in, twists it back on. He says, there's an actuated trigger in the guard. And he'll kind of point it towards the house cat that's in the room and click the central gym as this green fluid flows down the grooves of the blade. You can make out micro holes. He says, it's gravity fed, so you have to hold it down after activating it. And then he stabs the cat. And he says, it delivers any form of poison that you can think of minus aerosol into the victim uh, and the poor cat expires uh, and then he kind of reaches up and throws it out the window behind him as it hits the street is that something that would meet your stealth needs child this could definitely prove useful so I uh, grab the uh, or take it back take it from him all right uh, and then he offers you a rope of climbing. Uh, which is a minor magical item. Um, hold on here, I'm going to... Bam. Other than that, you are now outfitted with your fatigues. Anything else that I can be of useful, sir? Um, unless there are any other services you offer, I'm not aware of. He says, any time that 
you, as the Pit Viper, need anything from the Zentarum, I am humbly here to serve. I do sell wares, but those come with rank and status. Yeah. I basically would say, uh, I appreciate your assistance, and then uh, step away. Okay. Uh, the last thing he will tell you as you're kind of leaving leaving the door, he says, if you stop by Breezy's Tavern in the middle, they have temporary lodgings if you would like to sleep. Um, change your clothing to blend in with the local attire. He kind of smiles at you. As his form shifts once more to look just like you. I'll be seeing you around, Mr. Black. And uh, I'll nod and uh, I'll see you once again, Nightface. That's about, uh, and I'll step outside. Okay. Uh, you can go ahead and add those things if you want. I can pull up your character sheet here and add you the rope of climbing. Go ahead, Stolas. Yeah, just out of curiosity, would Stolas, uh, can I roll to see if I, uh, if Stolas is familiar with this creature? Oh, yes, please. Uh, what oh, should I, I roll here? Um, history, um, nature, survival, maybe not survival, history, nature, yeah, one of those two, you're trying to identify a creature, uh, general intelligence, if you don't want to roll any uh, of those. All of those are zeros, thanks. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let me just roll oh, I'm history. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's good. A 14. Uh, yes, you think it's a doppelganger. A doppelganger. Well, he certainly is kind of creepy, but also fascinating. Uh, Stolas, however, is a little bit creeped out by the fact that he can... Because it's not like a spell that kind of like appears. No. Like he's molding and it's gross looking. Yeah, it happens really fluidly too, like across his whole body. Yeah. Um, so this your AC is now 19 with your Zintarum armor equipped. So um, he's still is not interested in purchasing anything he's here to uh babysit the new recruit so that's what he's gonna do uh yeah go ahead and i i will let you dictate what you would like to roll uh, whether it's performance persuasion deception uh he kind of looks at you and he kind of you see his form ripple through the different recruits that he's seen and he kind of fixes his eyes on you he doesn't say anything as you kind of walk out with him what do you do, being that you are so generic looking? Um. <laughs> Solus is gonna try <laughs> as as hard as he can to just do like a like a tough man strut at the door. Oh, uh, can, you, can you describe in great detail from DM Cody this? You know, like uh, elbows out, shoulders back, like oh, Popeye yes. would rock. You know. Oh like, man, let's go. Yeah, I'm going to do a performance. No, persuasion. Let's try persuasion here. A 15. (laughs) 
Yeah, he kind of, like, he tries to estimate your form, but being that you're one size category larger, which is normal size for you, since you're a small creature, uh, you're now a medium creature, and he kind of tries to mimic your movements and approximate your your form, but he doesn't quite get it, and he kind of just waves a hand at you as you leave. Um, his eyes never leaving you. Oh, man. Just narrowly got through that one. <laughs> Stolas yeah. does not know how to walk like a uh, like a dude. He's kind of prissy <laughs> and bird-like, so. <laughs> it's, I mean, 15 persuasion is good enough. We'll take it. Good enough, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, you guys head on down to the tavern, and Jace will kind of meet you in there after, uh, I guess, you get dressed, Zoltus, into your new garb. So we're, we're, um, uh, real quick, where, where was the tavern? And, uh, how does, I, I feel bad for that cat. Can I go save the cat? <laughs> oh, yeah, you want to go look in the alleyway? Yeah, I want to go <laughs> save the cat. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. All right, where's the alleyway? Over here? Yeah. All right, I go um, over here, and, uh, I see the, the little guy on the ground. Can I put him in the bag of holding? See if maybe Marius can save him later? Give me a nature check first. How is that? Uh, where is that? Uh, that should be left-hand side. Nature. Oh, no. No, how very good. 15. Or, no. 20. It is not just a cat. It's a tressum who has lost its wings. Well, the tressum, of course, is the winged cat. Right, I'm going to uh, pick them up, and I assume they're, 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 you said they expired. Uh, they have not expired yet. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna pick them up, and then uh, can I give him a ration? What can I do here? Uh, he's in bad shape. Why don't you make me a medicine check to see if you can somehow either fix the poison or see how much he was given, see how much time this tressum has. Eleven. Uh, Eleven is enough. It looks like it's just a standard poison. Uh, not enough to kill the tressum. Um, but it is poison. Do you think if you could come up with either the, the natural remedies or antidotes for it, you could probably work the poison out of its body? It probably has at least a day to live. Alright, so I'm going to uh, grab them and ask uh, Stolas if they have, if they know if they have anything that, any I don't know what, what I don't really know how healing another creature would work, sorry. Um, when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, if Solas has a, a potion of, like, literally any kind of healing, you could essentially stop the ongoing damage, right? Uh, or heal it up so that it has more hit points, mechanically speaking. Um, it is poison, so it will continue to take damage until the poison works its way out of its system, uh, which in this case is, you estimated, about 24 hours. Um, but you think one one potion of healing would be enough to, to set the tressum right for it to keep living. Yeah, uh, although I don't have any healing items, basically. It's wings being clipped. It's already kind of in rough shape anyways. It's definitely a stray. Well, Mr. Black, if it's that important to you, Stolas looks at the cat or the tressum and he feels really bad because he sees a fellow rat killer vermin destroyer and he uh, he hands over the one antitoxin potion that he has 
Oh, let's go! Uh, yeah, you're able to administer it to the Tressum, and it kind of curls up into your arms, feeling safe with you, Zolthus, uh, as you administer the anti-venom potion to a anti-poison. Anti-poison. And I believe I have... Yes, thank you. A minor potion of healing as well. Yeah, you can do that if you want. So, he gives both of those to Mr. Black. Uh... Yeah, no, go ahead. Perfect. Uh, I'll I'll give him those and uh, give him a bit of water and some bit of a bit of my rations here. And I guess if he's big enough or small enough, put him in my one of my like little pocket sort of or shirt. Like yeah, he he climbs up into the hood, the backside of your hood on your cloak, uh, and just kind of settles in right there. Sweet. <laughs> All right. He's he's in there, and we'll head to the bar. And I uh, thanks still lost for. For their help. Nice. Don't ever thank me again. Oh my! <laughs> oh man. Alright, cool. So let's go down there and uh, where where Breezy is? Yeah. Alright. You head south and enter this beautiful tavern in the middle of kind of the, the central area. Sitting behind the bar is a djinn. Um... His lower half made of kind of wind and air. His upper half, this large kind of Russian-esque looking gentleman. And he is cleaning out these cups, uh, levitating it with one side of kind of this air current. And then the other side, he's controlling the water inside of it. You can see bubbles like kind of scrubbing in and then it's blown dry. And then he kind of throws it behind him as it effortlessly tumbles and lands perfectly onto the shelf. And he says... Welcome to Breezy's Tavern. What is having drink for you today? Yeah, step up to the bar and... Uh... Good evening. Uh, what is your most popular drink? It's called Light Feet. Uh, I'll have one of those. Uh, yeah, he will kind of do some cool bar tricks with some sort of bottle and he pours out this almost gaseous fluid that begins to kind of coalesce and become solid in the jar. It's perfectly clear and he slides it across bar and then he chucks his tin towards towards Jace. The boss wanting to see you. So that was the Jace that he he wants to see. Yeah, he kind of like yeah, okay. yeah. No, he points you towards Jace. The boss wants to see you. Oh, saying oh, okay. Yep. So I'll uh, take my drink and then uh, nod to hit nod to Breezy mm-hmm. and step over to Jace the Viper. Stars, do you get anything to drink? I wish, man, but I'm on babysitting duty, you know. Nah, it's good. Uh, Jace slides across what looks like a perfect spear to you. Uh, and he says, You, and hey you, and kind of smiling at you, Stolas, he says, are going to report to the lower duties. Please go see Warden Lalash within the next hour, and she will get you set up on your god posts. You are to do one full rotation and then report back to me. If we have any issues... I am not going to be your disciplinarian. She will be. 
don't have any issues. That uh, won't be a problem. Are there any uh, other pieces of advice uh, to make things easier to get along here? I don't want to rub any shoulders the wrong way. This is well. Coin and ale are the trades of the fence. If you can gather both, that's great. I'm sure you could trade a favor for it. But favors are power. I appreciate that, and um, I shall see you once again. He nods. Uh, he slides across an orb of adamantine. Outside of it are runes, and he says, Oh, don't lose your key. It goes in the golem's chest. There are different keys for different levels within the fence. I suggest you stick to the one you are assigned to. Uh, so just to ask you, the key is the key the orb? This orb? Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I uh, grab the orb from him and say, how exactly does this work? He says, you walk up the golem will observe you. You are, once you are dressed, you will show it your tattoo, your badge of office, being that you are now rank Pit Viper. Uh, and you will insert the orb into its chest. Doing so will trigger the statue to which level you are going to. The statue is a rotating mechanism of sort. The stairs underneath the entirety of the fence can be moved to different sections, like, um, I was going to say cylinders in a gun, but that doesn't make a whole lot of Like a key. Sense. Cylinders yeah. in a lock. Yeah, tumblers in a lock, yeah. yeah. He said, depending on which key you slot into the golem's chest, we'll slide the statue that direction and grant you access to that level. How uh, many uh, levels are there? I knew you were going to ask that. <laughs> he says, well... It's one of my traits. I... I ask a lot of questions. No, that's great. He says there are four key levels. <clears throat> he says, oh, I'm sorry, yours is not adamantine, yours is iron. I lied. I looked at the wrong key. Uh, he says the iron keys will take you to the prison. He kind of taps the iron key in your hand, Redcon. Uh, he says a different key will take you to the research and development department. Another key will take you to the treasure hoard, though that one is quite wild. Uh, he says, the steel key, and he pulls out his, which is a very small ball on his neck, allows you access in and out through the main um, barrier. And he kind of gestures to the roof around you. And he says, and then the co copper, and he pulls one kind of off of his ring, and sets it on the table, and as the ring comes off his hand, it forms into a small ball. And then he kind of puts the ring back on. He says, we'll take you down to the boats. Though, those are level locked. for or not level locked. Those are locked between promotions. At some point, you will be able to run your own ship. Such as I do. And you said the tr treasure hoard was wild, sir? What, what, what's so wild about it? <laughs> Remind me in two rotations to put you on horde duty. I'm sure the Myrmidons would love to see you swim. He kind of just leans back in his chair and doesn't say anything else about it. And you mentioned the barrier once again. That reminds me. 
I've never seen such a thing. What, what exactly is it? Oh, this. This is a wonderful piece of magical making. Um, hmm. I don't know that you have clearance for me to fully explain the barrier to you, but let's put it like this. Eyes, outside eyes, cannot pry in this space, though he who wields the power of the barrier can scry within it. And he kind of thieves cants to you with his hands silently. Um, Bayor the Cunning, his name. And then he says it protects us both from magical spells and natural elements. Should the barrier fall, that is a sign for you to leave and to seek one of the other conclaves. Sorry, what what spells? Sorry, can just for my own clarification, can you say that again? He just said spells in general. Uh, mostly evocation, he says. <clears throat> Things that would damage you. Fireballs, lightning... Uh, it is also very, very, very unrecommended for you to try to teleport through. Uh, doing so will not only rebuff you, but cause you immense physical pain. I once saw a gnome try to teleport through. A master thief. I believe he still is in the dungeon, although I'm not sure. His body and was racked with pain, and he had broken limbs after trying to misty step through the barrier. And, uh... I guess, it's, sorry, just to clarify, is that using spells through the barrier or within the barrier? Trying to is move that... from one side of the barrier to the other. But you said, like, fireballs, they can't go through it or you can't use them in it? They are... You're not quite sure, actually, truth be told. You would have to okay. probably see it. But from what he is describing, you think that they are displaced across this shield-like structure. Okay. Um... Ozal, you had a question. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, that was uh, Ox Papa with a comment. Uh, we got a uh, $20 blessing for Mr. White and for Mr. Black from Abdulio for the kitty Bro. rescue. Yo. Oh, nice. So you guys both have two greater enchantments uh, in your back pocket. Uh, will you drop that into the Discord chat for, for uh, stuff? Yeah. One second. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you, Abdulio, for donating to our show. You're keeping us yes. running, my man. He sent it a few minutes ago. I'm sorry. I uh, I got the the notification, but I couldn't figure out what the uh, comment attached to it was. It took me a second to figure it out. Very new to the Streamlabs stuff. That's thank okay. Thank you, Abdulio. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's... Um, I'll um, quickly say to Mr. White... Is there, is there anything else I should ask at this time? Um, are you asking with the um, with the device, or are you just asking me? I'm just seeing what information can we gather from Jace while he's while he's somewhat uh, being friendly with us. Like we're, I want to gather. His, I can't think of anything else to ask so at this point. The barrier. Um. I don't. I can't ask about guard rotations and stuff. That would be a bit obvious, but uh, or anything like that. But I, I think I've. I'm just making sure I'm not I'm missing anything. I guess if you've thought of anything. 
Uh, no, honestly, Mr. Bite just offers you a shrug. Alright, and, uh, beyond that, then I'll say, uh, well, I hope to see you again. Uh, you've been most helpful, and I honestly think you're the one of the most sane people I've met in the group so far. He kind of nods, and he says, I do like to keep my head. It'd be, it'd be actually one last thing. Beyond Bay or the Cunning, is there anyone else I should avoid or be careful around? Any of Bayor's chosen liches or champions? The Jin, Nine Face, everyone. You should try to avoid scuffling with everyone. The Zintama, dangerous <laughs> group. Don't you know our representation? He kind of smiles towards you. Have you read the pamphlets they've given you? Ah, uh, of course. But you know, there are some who get the reputation for being a bad mood or short temper. Uh, you get the sense that he's playing with you and he's not going to tell you how the social structures work but he is being a little bit sarcastic You're kind of talking up the uh, the entirety of the Zentarum being a proud member of its society alright um, I, I, the last thing I think I'd want to do and I, we can do this later I can maybe ask this guy about lodging uh, Mr. Jin oh he says yes the, there is room you stay in one you have one hour with changing the new report for duty is good, yeah? So, which which room? The, the rooms. And he kind of gestures to the right of Jace. There's like a hallway. Just like, knock first. Picking one is a dealer choice. I nod and uh, then uh, say to Jace, I'll see you again, my friend. Uh, as you and Solas are kind of walking away to one of the rooms, <laughs> Breezy kind of looks towards Jason and he says, Now we play cards now! And he kind of pulls cards out of his pocket uh, and begins to kind of air shuffle them. I take more of that hard-earned coin you make, yeah? Jace just kind of knocks back his drink and uh, slides up to the bar. I'm going to uh, move down and I'm going to take the one on the far end, I guess. Okay. Are these bunk beds? Sure. They look like bunk beds. They're double up. Works right, for so me. There's bunk anything beds. Anything interesting <laughs> as I come in for passive perception? Probably not. No, Story. it's a little bit... Um, it's more of a lavish style in. Um, while the Zentarum are not great folk dealing in the black market and murder and theft and all kinds of great, wonderful things that the black network likes to do they do like comfort um you get the sense that this is probably either temporary housing long-term housing uh, diplomats people who are important get to stay in things like this um the the pamphlets that you are given uh, kind of the um oh god what's it called max what's it called in wartime where they like are like only barracks no cot uh it's like super positive. Like it's not nationalism. Propaganda. Propaganda. Yeah, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. They're all propaganda pamphlets um, talking up the Zentarum and about how great they are. Um, but they give you a general layout of the the fence. So there are horses, like for your stable, kind of south of you. Uh, the central citadel, 
uh, is for Bayoran folk. The outside ring is actual stationed barracks uh, for active Zentarum members. Okay. So uh, everything else in between, there are some temporary houses, like Jace probably has a home here, um, the general shop, right? There are places and things to go, uh, depending on kind of how, actually how all this thing shakes out. Realistically, you are a member now of the Zentarum and of Breaking the Earth. You could potentially try to lobby to play both sides, depending on how the escape goes. I've thought about that. So, and I was going to say, right? what, what, the rank that I am, you said, is a pit viper? Yes, it is the lowest rank. And that's beyond recruit, just one above recruit. Yeah, basically. it's one above. Oh, yeah. So I guess you're rank two out of four. Um, because a recruit is the first level. All right. Thank you. Uh, um, I think that's it for me uh, right now. I'm just We're going to stay here in the room until uh, I'll let uh, you move on to one of the other people. Sorry, Stolas. Yeah, uh, uh, Stolas is just going to ask uh, Mr. Black to show him his brand. Uh, I look at uh, Mr. White and uh, say to him, it uh, was not what I was expecting as I roll up my sleeve and it's still fresh. As I uh, pull back the... I do have, I believe, some... Is it fresh enough that I need to apply any bandages? Or rope? No, it is. Or any... It is. Uh, it is strange as you pull it back you kind of think that there's probably going to be some pain um, but all it has done in the last hour of you being here is instead of being this red weeping wound of burning pain it is now a green and gold filigreed snake that lives in your skin like it kind of gently moves kind of subtly in like this infinity pattern as this uh, living embodiment of the Zentarum symbol, this flying snake kind of swirls across your skin. It's quite shocking and very scary almost that you, this brand has healed this fast, let alone now has taken on these characteristics. I have what my eyes go wide as I look and I wonder uh, how it's healed so quickly. I guess um, there's more to this brand than I expected. It's a little more complicated than I thought it would be, but Mr. White uh, lifts up his own uh, sleeve and kind of wills that onto his skin to add to his disguise. Oh, good thinking. Nice. 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 Complete with gross uh, convulsions and everything. <laughs> it, you, you kind of, as you're willing it into being, you almost think about the the writhing second body that used to live under the facade that was Stolas. Don't remind him, he'll just cry about it. <laughs> um, your, t- <laughs> your time passes, and you find yourselves later in the dungeon. Zoltis and Stolas, I'm just going to say that you guys kind of come down, you get to meet Lalash, uh, and she will give you a prison wing of your choice, uh, either together or separately, for you to patrol on. Uh, Ozal is on the left, Burn is straight south, Marius is to the right. Where would you like to start? Uh, and then I'll jump back, then we'll start with you, Ozal. Uh, so are you asking us First or mm-hmm. Ozal's? Yep, we'll put okay. you in um, place and then we'll put you in play. 
I, I, I'm gonna vote we go south. Just uh, no reason. There's no particular person down there I want to see, but just, just. And I think sure. we should stick together. I think it's always in a situation like this, we never know when we might need to watch each other's back. I think. I agree, That's my, man. My, I vote. Oh no! Oh, and not witness. I was that was more for Meta Zach than anything. Just kind of letting them pick where they wanted to start, what place base they want to start in. We uh, have something quickly to address about the Tressum. They cannot be poisoned. Sorry. Yes, originally I was going to have it do a cat, but I couldn't find the token for a cat on the familiars uh, very readily, so I just picked Tressum and went in there. So technically, it can't be poisoned. So we are retconning the poison and giving you back your antitoxin. and saying that it was just injured, injured from the knife, which kind of in like weird medicines kind of makes sense why a doppelganger would stab it with a poison knife, but they're also like super evil, so it doesn't really matter. So, anyways, uh, we're gonna start at the top left as you two are given your prison detail by the lash. This floating, burning, angelic creature sends you to south uh, to get acquainted with the prisons. Uh, the guards control the gates for you these seven layered multicolored walls uh, that they deactivate one wall at a time allowing you to move through the prison uh, as you guys head south but let's head left we'll start top left with Ozol and prison Mike alright um Sorry, I, I'm just a little bit confused. So, um, I know this isn't meta knowledge, but but you sure. said that the the these guys here are walking south, but we're starting with me, is what yep. you're saying. We're starting with you on the top left. Okay, how long has it been since we were last uh, in this? Let's area? call it three hours. You have been in three here three hours. hours. Okay. Um, have we in this three hours noticed any anything like more prisoners? Any uh, guard patrols? Uh, uh, I see yes. this big, uh, this big knight-looking guy here. I think is that the guard for this sector. He is. Um, you have witnessed more. It's kind of hard because these these layers, as you look at them, it's almost like looking at a spectrum of light as you kind of mm-hmm. look through them. They are each a different color that creates this blurred red, glowing energy field. Um, the other two prisoners that were lodged in here with you was Eli who I don't think you got the chance to meet. Uh, he's kind of this hyena-looking creature. He was put in the southern cell, and then Ben Jammin the Bard, for our meta-knowledge friends, they were also prisoners on the boat. Okay. Um, you can kind of hear Ben Jammin's music as he plays his somewhat roughed-up lute um, in the cell next to you. Now, they the, didn't search uh, me. Um, was that normal, or is that abnormal? Uh, Have I seen other people being brought in that were searched? Uh, Most of them were searched on the spot, but I think the assumption that I am operating off of is because you came in, like, pre... We'll say naked just for fun. uh, Pre-naked. They didn't feel the need to search you. You're just some old bloody man. Um, Okay. Standing Um, outside, there is a large... This knight figure is a clockwork being it is a shield guardian it has like these two shields one in each arm and it kind of just hisses and whirs as it walks in circles uh it takes about a full two minutes for it to make a full loop back to you 
Okay. Um, also, as well, just to clarify a few things, the shadows that we saw, I know they kind of peeked in. Are they guards as well, or are they just like... I, I guess I didn't quite understand. They just popped in for a second earlier and then popped Do you out ask on my prison mic. That's a really good yeah, question. Yes, I will ask him. But then also just to clarify the setting, um, these little red walls are they bars that we can see through, or is it like a wall of fire? Or what, what exactly they is? Are I will allow you to roll Arcana, and we can talk about that in role play as well. Okay, perfect. And then the last question I had is: we went through these two little like buffer areas from where we started to walk mm -hmm. uh, west. Okay, perfect. I just want to make sure. Uh, cool. So I'll sit up. I guess I was taking a little bit of a nap or a, a, a rest, a short rest rather. Um, not formally, but just to uh, kill some time. And uh, I will ask um, Mike and say Mike, Michael, the shadows that you showed me earlier, are they guards of this prison, or perhaps souls lost in its depths? Probably the souls lost to Davy Jones' locker. Are they on the side of the guards? Are they benevolent? They are just spooky boys. I see. And this... And I'll sort of walk over this wall separating us from the main chamber. Do you know what it is? No. All I know is that I watched a guy, my other roommate, try and jump through it, and it fried him. Mm -hmm. uh, it, now, the, the surface here, um, are we on, like, concrete, or is this dirt? What, what, what type? It is stone. Uh, it's fitted stone. stone with mortar in between. Uh, there's hay on the ground. The walls are these really heavy boulders uh, that have been fit and formed and masoned to make separating walls. Um, above you, um, set into the walls as you kind of observe this field that you're not sure what it is, you can make out four glowing crystals, uh, top left, bottom left, top right, bottom right, that seem to be producing this field um, built into the stone, if that makes sense. Almost like there's a slot, and these crystals are projecting whatever this this item is. I see. Um, now, these little barrels here with this uh, off-green, is this water, or what is, is, is this uh, some sort of liquid? Uh, you're not 100% sure. Um, mm -hmm. You would assume probably water, based on the color in the bucket and mm -hmm. these ones over here. And uh, the last question, maybe perhaps an arcana check. The knight, is this a mechanical? Like they're winding him up, or is this a magical uh, It is a construct, yes. It is a mechanical construct. You can hear it kind of click and whir and whiz as it comes past you. Steam kind of shooting out of its body in different parts. Much like the, the other men of iron that you have seen. Is there exposed gears or no? Uh, on its backside, yes. On its front, no. Mike, have you ever seen them wind these automatons up or recharge them? Do they need service or are they constantly patrolling? What I know is what I know, and what I know I know is sometimes I talk and I don't have a full sentence for what I'm going to say. 
I don't think too much about it. But I yeah, see. it's a mechanical man. I see. And uh, what are these crates here, Mike? He said, I don't know. They're set into the floor, some sort of lower level, maybe. And he pulls out a rusty spoon, and he says, I've been working on a tunnel in two-minute intervals. I've been stuffing the dirt out the barred windows at the back side of the cell. Would you care to show me this tunnel, Mike? Perhaps I can expedite your tunnel. Uh, yeah, he kind of walks over to where the hay is stacked. And you can make out a, like a four-foot-deep, four-foot-wide hole that he has put the hay on top that he has dug out with this rusty spoon. Okay. Um, I am going to... Uh, this is in the corner. Can we just mark it with something? Yeah, yeah, I'll mark it. Um, I'm going to make note of that, and um, I guess I'm going to attempt to finish my long rest. You said I had about four hours already uh, mm -hmm. invested in this. I'd like to uh, finish this long rest... And exchange, um, let's see here, probably uh, Toll the Dead for um, um, Move Earth. Can't nice. Okay. Uh, and so um, I will communicate with, uh, at, at least as far as I know, only Burn is down here at the moment. Because I didn't see Marius come in or, um, or other characters. So I will um, chime in and say, Mr. Red, I will need some time to prepare a new spell but my cellmate has begun digging a tunnel to escape we need to work on getting our captain to safety and I will await his response Yes, I was muted. <clears throat> um, wait, Ozil, you were talking to me? Uh, correct, because I think you were with the captain? Yeah, I'm with Captain Durden. Correct, so what I was saying was um, to uh, let me know if... if well, I, I don't know if you heard what I said, but I said we're, we're working on a plan to dig a tunnel out of this prison... Uh, but we need to also work on securing the captain and getting him to safety as well. Captain with me. No clue how to get to you. And I will say that um, perhaps we could work on digging beneath to find you. Um, Can't stomp on floor till you find me. <laughs> I just realized Burn is thinking like this, not just yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. He's, he's, he's not very smart. <laughs> um, Ozol will have... Um, mm, yeah, I would just continue my rest, but I just want to let Burn know that at least we have some plan, but uh, I'll tell Burn as well that... Uh, Someone else here. Who is with you? Unknown man. Mysterious stranger. Okay. That's a perfect segue for you, Burn, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Burn, you are kind of sitting, standing in this uh, last I, I like hour? pacing. 
Okay. Burn uh, is a, a man of honor, a knight. He's not used to being in prison. Yeah. Durden seems to be taking splinters out of his timbered bed and kind of sharpening them against the chains, making stakes, uh, and then setting them back into the bed flush, almost so that they are like hidden shivs. Uh, he has caught your drift that you are guarded. This other man is a Goliath of some size. Oh, uh, like me. Yeah. He is using some sort of either charcoal or rock, and he seems to be drawing something into the walls uh, of the prison. Kind of just fully ignoring you, caring less that you're even here. What do you do? You muted your mic, Dean. I did. Um, I'm going to start small talk with Durden so I could naturally progress conversation to this guy. So Burn will say, Oh, you there, looking at Durden, how long you been here? Two weeks, six days, nine hours. Hey, what? <laughs> what? Kind of giggles back towards you. Doesn't make no sense. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he's lying. I know. He is lying. And he what's, smiles at you. What's the day-to-day here? Oh, you know, I take a piss in the corner. I bathe in our bathing bucket, which is also our drinking water. Uh, I defecate in the corner. They serve oh, me shit food. The corner? And... Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> we get fresh hay on Tuesdays, and my friend here is a great conversationalist. And he looks over towards this Goliath of a man who just kind of glares at him and then goes back to drawing on the wall. Where? Were you being facetious? <laughs> That's a big word for such a big man. And he kind of claps. Bravo, big guy. Facetiousms. Mm. Yes, that is what I was being. And then he will draw hand sign language to you. Um, as he's talking. And he's trying to make it look nonchalant. Like he's talking with his like animated hand movements. Yeah. Um, and he says, Mission failure. Captive unable to make contact with blank snake man and he kind of like stops to think mid-sentence as he's rambling on about all the terrible days that he has and he tries to, to make the underdark word for basilisk but it doesn't fully translate well so he kind of reverts to spelling it out uh, I can't and spell it, that yeah yeah <laughs> oh, yeah you, he like he sees your eyes start to glaze over and he just kind of waves his hands away even if he it, like figured out the letters he wouldn't like be able to put it together <laughs> uh, and then he says trying to extract family matron mother captured sent for retrieval two cells over and then he will kind of finish and be like anyway, that's the short of it my man we just piss and shit and eat and draw on the walls apparently no recreation um Sometimes I do jumping jacks. And he'll hop off his bed and begin to just knock them out. One, two, no three. outside time? Not that I have seen. We are in maximum security? Isn't that what you said, Brenda? And he just goes, hmm. 
kind of grunts and like nods his head. Brender, is your name? <clears throat> he nods. How long you been here? Uh, he will stand up off his bunk and gesture to this mural he has been making across the wall. Uh, by your estimate, at least a year. Uh, for how much calendar? No, in fact, it it is. Are you inspecting it or? Yeah, I'm looking at him. He showed it to me. He has drawn a picture wall story. You can see that it's broken up into three parts. There is a hamlet on a hill, and you can make out farmland. Is that a pig? Um, a hamlet? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's kind of rough, but it's still you know discernible. Um, and you can make out. A mommy Goliath, a daddy Goliath, and three little Goliaths. And that's on the far left. And they seem to be working and toiling in this field. Uh, On the right, the sun has set. And this is the middle section of this mural. um, And there is this large swooping dragon that is burning the hamlet down. And you can make back that there are these... Goliaths fighting back against this dragon. And then on the last mural, you can make out a net with what looks like one of the small Goliaths in tow as this dragon flies through the sky. And that's what he's currently working on. He's working on the horns of this black dragon. And he kind of gets back onto his bunk and uh, spits in the corner. Story sad. Me Goliath, too. Lost my people many moons ago. Um, Burnwell kind of put his back to this guy to hide his hands, but like kind of <laughs> perpendicular to Durden so Durden can see. Sure, sure. Burn knows sign language. or Draw hand sign language, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he'll ask if this guy is like trustworthy or kind of like do we need to worry about this dude if we're trying to get out of here uh Durden will kind of stand up and stretch uh looking out towards the wall through the the door and then kind of back towards you and he says well buddy I guess that's how it's just going to be and then he signs back uh silent as the grave so far undiscernible uh burn will shrug um I'll radio back to Ozol um strange man Goliath quiet reserved um kind of basically saying like I don't know if this dude's gonna be a problem or not but he's here we're gonna have to deal with it okay thank you my boy um Ozol will ask um maybe into the open line of uh communication with every party member and uh ask if uh, anyone else has made it to the detention level Shut down all garbage mashers on the detention level. Thank you, Dean. Shut down all the garbage mashers on the detention level. Marius, oh, you still my. have your ring. It's under your gauntlet. 
Yeah. It, well, I mean, I still can't hear anything because uh, it, it cuts magic. out. Detention level. Do you want to attempt to use it? Oh no, I'm already struggling with a massive migraine from you know the screaming in my head and the static. <laughs> Yeah, it's just now constant. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my god. That's a good piece of world building. <laughs> what about uh, um, Mr. Black and Mr. White? Ebony and Ivory, if you will. Correct. Yes. In perfect harmony walking around the detention floor. <laughs> um, are you guys down here? Or? I uh, hear... See Mr. Gray's uh, message come across, and uh, Mr. White and I have access to the detention level and have moved to the southern portion of the prison. And are starting to take stock of our surroundings. Ozal will chime in and say, in approximately four hours, maybe five, I will need to see if you can drop my gear and my prison cell. We're working on a plan to dig a tunnel. Well, uh, should be able to accommodate your requests, but we are still learning how things work around here. Of course. I've learned that the barrier it does block magic. Do not teleport through it. Um, but, um, the barriers between cells or the barriers in the greater prison? In the barrier in the greater prison. I see. Um, can I, Cody, run an arcana check? Um, I know that when we went down here, the intel initially said that the prison was actually in an island. Did we um, teleport? Or are we still physically beneath the fence you're not sure you can roll arcana to see what happened okay 23 uh yes you seem to be in a different structure that coming in let me let me back up coming into the fence the fence was on kind of a hill right mm -hmm. on a chain of islands right talked about that because it gets made fun of me for saying Ar archipelago uh, archipelago mm -hmm. yep one of the rocks you would presume one of these mini rocks is the prison itself i so see whatever okay. mechanism that is going through here you don't feel like you walked down underwater back up or down more mm -hmm. nor did you feel the portal magic you feel as almost if the key is linking different stairwells to different planes of existence not planes of existence spaces if you will so I guess by that definition, like if Ozal dug up, I wouldn't come out like in the grounds the of the fence. fence. Or I would. Okay, perfect. You would not. Thank you. Okay, that's exactly what I needed to know. Okay, thank you. Uh, I will continue resting. Um, you know, just kind of taking note of the routine of the automaton. Did you want to make Arcana on the glowing walls? Out of curiosity. I did. Yeah. Or sorry. I, I thought we had. Uh, missed the chance for that but 25 25 as you kind of 
stretch, trying to get comfortable in these uncomfortable things. You, you take a moment in between your short rests to make this one long rest to examine the barrier. Um, without summoning your crystal, are you just going off of what you know? Or are you trying to tap into Theperos and or Cthundrian? Uh... Let me double check. Because that will determine how I answer this question. Yeah, so the detect magic is um, verbal and somatic, so I should be able to cast it without the crystal. Um, Because there's no material cost. Okay. Um, So Uh, yeah, I would uh, just be casting this uh, without the crystal at the moment. Okay, so I will not use the voice then. These fields projected by the crystals, from what you can tell, seem to be an alteration on the ninth level spell, Prismatic Wall. Ooh, wow, that's a high spell. Yes. Lots of money has been dumped into this specific location, and you can see why. Um, kind of, not necessarily in your wing, but I guess for meta-knowledge, looking at some of the lower wings at some of the other creatures that exist in here, it is a maximum security prison. Now, the prismatic wall spell lasts 10 minutes, or are they recasting this ninth level spell every 10 minutes? The crystals, that's a good question. These crystals themselves produce a continuous prismatic wall. Should one of the crystals be destabilized, the spell fails. The Can you, I guess, highlight where the crystals are? Yeah, so they are actually embedded into the wall. So I kind of described how there is... Imagine like a U, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. The walls themselves set into the alcoves of the wall. There are four crystals that are mechanically slash magically operated through runes, these rune tablets on the outside of the walls that you would kind of see coming into the prison. Um, Mm -hmm. Different prison guards have different badges. Key card level? Mm -hmm. That grant access to lowering and raising the barriers. Zolthus and Stolas so far have not gained access to a badge. They are being allowed through by other members, being that they are new initiates. But they are getting the way of the land in this Mickey Mouse-looking prison now that I'm zoomed all the way out. (laughs) Okay, well, I will keep that in mind. Um, Would you like me to re-roll you portent? The House of Mouse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You could do that after you finish your rest. How does that sound? That sounds good. Okay. Um, and I will uh, just lay back and continue resting. Okay. Marius, salt pork. we will come back to you because I feel like I cut you short, maybe. Is there anything else you would like to do with Mr. Pliskin whilst you are within the walls of your prison? I mean, he's, he said he would uh, help me remove the gauntlet. Or not the gauntlet, but the bracelet that's preventing me from casting spells. Yes, he did. So um, I was just merely waiting for him to say the opportunity had arrived. The 22 minutes has passed in which your guard has made its full rotation um, and is actually moving out of your prison space, leaving just the uh, open center area. You can kind of make out several other commoners across from you. Um, as that happens, he kind of walks over to the bucket pulls off the metal top piece uh, and begins to jam it under your gauntlet in an attempt to kind of 
remove each of these spikes back up and into the mechanical mechanism that powers this magic gauntlet. And he will begin to kind of describe, he says, okay, now, the trick to these anti-magic gauntlets is you have to reset each of the 22 spikes that are touching your skin. This will cause the bracelet to deactivate. Here's the trade-off. If we fuck up, we fuck up big. It's going to hurt bad. This is the only flat sharp item I have, and it's not going to be fun. So I need you to be quiet. Can you do that? Oh, I didn't use the I... right voice. He's more of a tough guy voice. Sorry. I think I can do my best, but the headache this thing is causing me is pretty painful already, so I don't know how much I'll actually notice. Okay, okay. Well, I could give you a sedative. My, my body naturally produces poison, and it naturally puts people to sleep. No, no, no. I'd rather be coherent for anything else. Get it done. Quickly. Okay. Uh... First slide of hand. Uh, one. Eighteen. You feel the handle of this metal bucket slide in between the bracelet and your gauntlet. And with some finesse, he is able to remove one of 22 spikes. Uh, it is excruciatingly painful. Would, would it be more helpful if I gave you my my amulet here. It's a bit smaller, more fine to work with. It is, I, it, what is it made out of? It is... Uh, it's a steel in nature. It's a symbol of Helm. God that I worship. What about this giant ruby in it? No. Probably best not to. Keep going. Okay. Uh, 17 for the next one, uh, which is enough. He gets 2 of 22. Uh, 11% of the way there. Uh, and then the last one, he doesn't trip the other two back down for failing, but he does not succeed on extracting it from your skin. Uh, and he will kind of slide across to the other side and start going the opposite direction to see if he can set the other ones up. Um, this continues for some... Oh, no. My next roll was a critical failure, followed by a 4, followed by a 19. With the critical failure, the next one he tries to work on, he breaks off part of the, the steel bucket under the bracelet and in between your gauntlet, and you feel the other teeth sink back into your skin. Make a constitution saving throw. I'm 18. You take four points of damage uh, from the bracelet, and you are struck with short-term madness. Will you please roll D100s? 100. 100. Oh, my God. What? A 100? Jesus. I, I just joked Mom's about spaghetti. adding Kevin's speech to the short-term madness table. So for the next two hours, you now get to speak like Kevin from the office in your Marius accent, in his short speak. Kind of like how Burn is doing. Okay. 
I'll need to go reference it because I don't know it off the top of my head. That's okay. Uh, I'll be back. Go to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Burn back down to you. Anything <clears throat> else you want to do with these two men? Um, <clears throat> Burn's been staring at this mural since he's been kind of down here waiting for everyone else. Can he discern anything from this mural? Yeah. Uh, there is a fourth fainter mural that has been being worked on as he finishes the horns of the black dragon. Uh, and it depicts an armor-clad Goliath holding a sword that looks a lot like horse cutter. Um, and in the shadow of the cape, there is a chained Goliath that looks a lot like this Goliath. Uh, it's not finished. It hasn't been as flushed out. You would assume it's some sort of line-worked rough draft in the stone. As for the uh, Goliath himself... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, Burn's going to kind of walk over almost like a gorilla, just like really curious. Like, mm. <laughs> and kind of kind of point at the horse cutter drawing, like, who, who is this? Make either perception or investigation. Uh, perception of 15. As your right arm kind of points, who this? Mural horse cutter, right? You realize the kind of cut off raggedy red robes of this Goliath creature his arms are exposed, and as he begins to point over to it, his right arm tattoo, his tribal Goliath-born tattoos that they are given it at a adulthood as a man, matches up almost exactly with yours. And the only word he says is hero of village. Or words. I mean, I'm Not really wearing much clothing. He could see my tattoo, couldn't he? He could, but he is also deliberately ignoring you. Oh, I'll uh, <clears throat> I'll point to his tattoo, and then point to mine. Like, ooh, ooh. Uh, he looks down at his, and then he looks at yours, and then he looks at his, and then he looks at yours. And donning, the, this understanding begins to kind of dawn across his face. And it's a mix of emotions. At first, it's pure hatred. Oh, what the hell? And then what? sadness. And then reserved joy as he kind of nods. And uh, he'll set down the, this kind of rock that he's been working with on his bench. And he'll stand to his full height, and he'll extend his right arm out to you in, like, a handshake motion. Uh, Burn will oblige the handshake. Yeah, you get the full Roman, like, elbow-deep elbow, elbow deep Goliath handshake as he grips your forearm and you grip his. And he pulls you in close, and he begins to recite your family's creed. Follow the wind wherever it goes. Never show your face, for your armor is strong. <laughs> 
and then he lets go of you. Um. Yeah, Bran hasn't heard that since he was like a little kid. So he's gonna kind of take a few moments for himself and slunk into the corner, I guess. Yeah, Durden. the The understanding across Durden's face is very plain. Like normally, like when people meet, like long-lost relatives, and obviously he doesn't know this. This is a little bit of DM Cody talking. He understands that there is something complicated happening with you, and Drow inherently have very complicated lives. So he kind of just leaves it be. Um, and he kind of picks up a piece of straw and starts feeding it into the energy field as it just slowly begins to... Uh, take fire damage and then freeze. And then he kind of drops it. Oh. All right. Back to our two guards. Stolas. What are you hey. doing? Let's go. Well, um, Stolas has uh, strolled into this room here. Um, and he will send a message out. And he'll ask, is there anyone in the southernmost corridor? Burn, that would be you. <clears throat> Bird boy, I'm here. <laughs> Little baby bird boy. Oh no, who's this? I, I miss your beak. <laughs> And your little horny horns. It's Mr. Red. What mean you? <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Red. Okay. Um, still less notices this little fella here just like kind of pacing around. Scampering, if you will. Scampering. Uh, he doesn't look much like anyone of authority. So, nope. uh, he will venture up to this, uh, tall fellow, I guess. And, uh, make an announcement. Okay. Reporting for duty. Uh, he just, like, leers down at you. He says, oh, okay, um... I am Brick. Hi, Brick. Dog. He points to the little dragon dog next to him and just kind of looks up at him and like sits and kind of pants passively. I hold door close. You need have door open? Or door close. Door close is signed. Me have is give tour? Question mark? 
that would be helpful. You come is me on. Okay. We do it. Well, go ahead. Stolas is gonna follow uh, this big fella. This smart man cell. Sometimes him go to other place. Sometimes him do smart man thing in cell. Nice guy. He's an incel? <laughs> oh boy. Uh, he'll come over here. This angry chain man. Lots of chains. Uh, you can make out. Actually, if you want to, I guess, you guys can just make several checks and I can tell you what you see through prison doors. Uh, uh, he'll yeah, actually sure. kind of like stand Which up and stare at you. Uh, general investigation or perception or history? I'll do perception. 18? So the same for you as well. I'll do investigation then with a 21. This is a chained angel, one of the fallen. Uh, It kind of has these dark wings, its body covered in flame and chain, and it... Its look that it gives you is hunger, as if it wants to not only devour your flesh but your soul. It is unsightly to look at. Uh, and Brick will kind of go and like throw his, his chest out and his hands out just to see if he can make it flinch and it doesn't work and he just kind of okay, and keeps walking uh, further down. And anything for the first uh, for our perception there? Let's just... Yeah, sure, I'll give that one to you as well. Uh, this man... Uh, did you go to the Artificer's Guild at all? Or was that... We went there and uh, tried... We got a note. That's about it. Just We got rejected. Right. You specifically did go, though, correct? Myself and Marius, yeah. Perfect. You recall back in your thief's brain something that I did not purposefully disclose because I wanted to tie it more into the mission. On the wall, there is a missing persons report of engineer Mr. Kojima who has gone missing, which is part of the cause as to why the Artificer's core is closed. There is a symbol of this kind of cogged golden gear that seems to be pinned to his chest, and as you kind of walk by his cell, and he kind of looks at you, uh, you can see he's kind of got bruises all over him, uh, but he seems to be tinkering with rocks uh, and making these cogged gears out of them. And while he was able to hide it probably from Brick's eye, you and Stolos are very able to make out he seems to be trying to engineer something out of stone in his own um, little slice of hell. Um, But he is a person of interest. Um, As Brick kind of walks on, he points to the wall uh, right here, and you can make out a portrait on the wall, and it literally moves and looks at you, as you guys kind of walk past, uh, almost like a security camera of sorts, if you will. Um, oh, no, that's on the GM layer. I meant to push that to the token layer. Boop, there it is. Now you can see it. 
and it is hung on the wall in this corridor, and its body and eyes kind of track and follow you as you walk through this section. Uh, that's scary portrait man. He stare. Much eye. Uh, further down, this one is harder to look at because it is literal swarm of insects surrounding a giant man in what looks like dilapidated, disgusting clothing. Uh, go ahead and investigation or perception for this one as well. Actually, let's do history for this one because I don't think perception or investigation is going to give you enough. <laughs> Six. Um, I had a 15. 15. Let me roll on my table here. Close, but not quite. Zolthus, something very evil about this creature is, is just disturbing. He, Where his eyes are, they're kind of these glowing, sickly green pits that kind of are leaking this gaseous fluid that kind of dissipates as it kind of wafts past his hair. And he literally has insects crawling out and flying out of his eyes. Um, he is standing very, very still in the middle of the room, his socketed eyes never leaving you as you watch by. And he just kind of grins with serrated teeth in his mouth. Uh, anything from Brick? Uh, Brick doesn't say anything. Brick, like, puts a hand over his face and keeps walking. Oh, okay. Him's scary. Going further down, um, you can make out a... Should I put a name to this one? Um, I'm going to give you this one for free because it's pretty obvious. Uh, a dragonborn woman sitting on her... Um, caught. It's kind of suspended from the wall. Uh, in doing so, you can make out the symbol of Tiamat on her white robes uh, as she kind of just slowly throws stones across the room. Uh, and he says, that's a dragon lady. Further down, I mean, this one's a, a full give me. You can see huddled in kind of the, the center of the room is Captain Durden looking out, who does not betray anything about you as you walk by. He kind of snarls uh, and begins to very quickly like flick sign language at you. Uh, and you catch, what are you doing? Question mark. I'm going to uh, reply... Um, saving your ass. Uh, he smiles in hand sign language. Uh, Stolas, behind him, you can make out Burn and another Goliath that's slightly larger, not too much. Wow, larger than Burn? And older. Oh, my. Burn is this little baby. Are we gearing up here or not yet? Not yet. They're doing a tour of the prison, as I described the other creatures down here. Oh, I... I, I and okay. the, these ones over here are just regular prisoners? Like yeah, the these are just common folk. But, yeah, they're just generic blanks. Uh, and anything about this guard, I guess? Uh, 
no, he is just counterclockwise, kind of just walking. Uh, all of the other guards are. I thought about kind of moving them, but then they're just going to end up there and you know, a couple it's nothing of special. Anyways. Basically, yeah, they are. They are the plainest of all of the guard you see down here. They are like your generic. I hold a spear. I have a job. Right. <laughs> uh, you would assume, based on their clothing uh, and their tattoo, which is not as ornate as yours. Uh, that you can kind of see their left arm has been rolled up. Yours is on the right arm. Um, it is just the body of the snake. So you would assume that they are kind of recruit level. No wings, okay. it doesn't move, anything like that. Alright. Uh, further over, you guys already know what a beholder is, based on the first, first room. Uh, this mm-hmm. one is missing all of its eyes. Oh. Uh, he says, that's a squishy blob. That seems gruesome. Yeah, it's pretty gross to look at. Uh, And it kind of just is sadly floating in place. um, I don't I don't like seeing this this creature and I I move on. Uh, This one brick kind of blushes and smiles and he says, these are pretty women and pretty man. They're pretty. Uh, you can make out three drow, uh, one of which is this kind of fair younger male, a really, really old but still good-looking female, and then a middle-aged female sitting on a cot uh, to the right. Uh, the We have... I, I'm going to... S- do 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 I wreck it? I guess I wouldn't wreck it. You can try. I, they have defining features. If you would uh, like to investigate or perceive, we'll do investigation and at twenty-seven. What languages do you speak? I speak some Drow, I guess, and then uh, celestial, s- common, Elven. Do you have Drow as a listed language, or do you have Drow's hand sign language as a listed language? Uh, I believe we're l- learning it still, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's on one of my other charts. Um, you can make out Durden's last name uh, in this kind of elegant necklace hanging around this older woman's next uh, neck. Wow. Uh, and it says House Zen, uh, which you kind of click in your head is probably somehow related to Captain Durden. Uh, and then further north, there is kind of another sad creature. Uh, it is a very large, golden-skinned man. He is missing his left hand, and he's kind of facing away from you. As he turns, you can make out Stolas uh, based on your passive perception. There is bones sticking out of his back and feathers kind of across the ground. Um, this wingless angelic creature missing a hand and both wings. Well, that's kind of depressing. And that, that is tour. Don't, do not feed or speak or try to kiss pretty ladies. Uh, that is job of smarter people than me. And don't go towards scary men. And Brick will kind of return back to his post if you don't need anything else from him. 
Was it just the one painting we saw on the tour? Yes, just the one. It gets better, though. Are you ready for this? Yeah, well, yeah. sure. You kind of, based on your passive perception, the painting moves with you. Oh, I don't like that. Always kind of staying behind. It should be affixed to the wall, you would think. But it always has line of sight on you, depending on where you go in maximum security prison. Now, is is it like a, uh, would it split into multiples if we split up, or would it be like... You don't know. Do you want to try? I was literally doing this thing. Yeah, because I was about to say, like, okay. I'm going to, uh, just, because we've noticed this both passively, both kind of look behind us and notice the painting is kind of there when we didn't see it as we passed by the wall previously... I'm going to quickly say that painting's following us and is it following us both? And I'm saying this via the ring. Only one way to find out. Nala, uh, these boxes are physically here, right? These large yes, boxes. Yes, they are. Yep, they are just kind of storage detritus. I'm going to jump over here and uh, stand in front of this cell on the other side of the boxes to see if I rec- if I see the painting appear anywhere else. Okay. Stolas, where are you going? Go ahead and put yourself where you want to be. Um, let's see. I'm going to... Still, I guess I'll move over here where the scary creature is. Uh, okay. So, the painting, Zoltis moves from there and it disappears from the wall back to here and you can kind of partially make out it looking at you towards the boxes hmm I placed it in the wrong spot when I put it in the bottom left I see my apologies uh, I'll say to Stolas I can see it do you I don't see it from where I am. It may just be following you. Uh, based on your passive perception as well, it also occurs to you that probably like the, the two most dangerous creatures, right? That being the man without eyes and the angel without wings and a hand. The portrait is observing one or both cells. Uh, as your thieving oh. mind, the gears kind of start to work and turn. I see. So it wasn't us. We just happened to be moving in that direction? Uh, proximity to either cell and or, you know, things around it. And you can actually see, too, as these guards begin to move, when one of them passes, it will blink from one side to the other uh, for whoever is closest to the cell. Interesting. So it's basically filling any blind spots that the guards don't see? Specifically for those two cells. I see. Okay. Oh, for the angel and... Since I moved over here, he appeared. I get it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The the, uh, angel, the large angel, and who else? Uh, This this other red eyeless man. Yeah, the insect guy. Cool. Um, Alright, I'm going to... 
head back, I guess, out this way. Um, I'll say to Mr. White, shall we try to speak with the others or move on to the next area? I think we've kind of, I think we've gathered the, uh, I think we've gathered what we can. We can speak with Burn and, if needed, through the rings. Um. Or through with uh, Mr. Red. Okay. Let's uh, let's consult with uh, Ozol first. Okay. Do you guys want to leave this wing? for a different section um I think I think what I'd like to do is relay through the rings to Ozal specifically or I guess to everyone who can hear it um we have sight on Burn and Captain Durden but we're not sure if we should leave uh, to find the rest of the party or if we should attempt some sort of escape. Ozal will chime in and say, you must do what you think is best. We're working on some sort of plan here, but if you have a better opportunity, please take it. All right. Um, okay, so that painting is checking out those two cells. Then there's, let's see, a little guy here. I don't know what Scampering. he does. Scampering. <laughs> and there's three guards just walking clockwise, you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't moved them, but that's where they're posted, is they kind of just move around. Um, and then you'll actually see... Let me draw it on here. So, guards will come in on rotation, come around, and back out. So they're always kind of flowing and moving mm-hmm. um, to different wings. Same thing uh, you two up top, Ozal and Marius, the shield guardians kind of move in and out uh, patrolling. Not necessarily too worried about the prisoners. Um, The warden is almost exclusively near the stairwell. Um, Their helmeted eyes never, I guess you wouldn't know that, so it doesn't matter. I was going to say never moving, but... Um, let's, let's hop back to Marius really quick. Marius, you are at 21 of 22 teethed bracelets, um, on this, as Basilisk is just kind of prying and pushing and prodding. It has been a very long process, um, for what has been happening to you. You know, my family has this great chili recipe. <laughs> no, you have temporary madness, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You said Kevin's speech, right? 
<laughs> so we have okay. you should you should hear about the, the key to this recipe is you you un undercook the onions. <clears throat> if he hasn't seen the office, it's a very specific reference that you're going for, Cody. No, I have. I'm so sorry. You're right. Um, I'll take it. Uh, yeah, Basilisk looks over to you and like cocks his head. Uh, I don't want those. Thank you, though. Love you. Sorry, my son's trying to bring me pretzels. They have Dot's pretzels in the house, and they are offering them to me. Um, and he's like, really? You undercook the onions in your chile? What? Were you talking to me? Yeah. You, you undercook them. That's the secret to your secret family chile recipe. Oh, oh, yes, yes. That, 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 that's how it works, yes. And with a final click at 24 for sleight of hand, the bracelet slightly glows and then opens up like Pac-Man and falls to the ground. This is your free. Now, do you have free? more? You're free of the bracelet. Uh, he has tough guy sound. Cody, remember, he has a tough guy voice. Uh, he kind of looks at you and he's like, I've held up my end of the deal. Now, I am looking for someone in the prison. Do you have more eyes? He's a small, tan-skinned, bearded gentleman with spectacles. It is imperative that we extract him when we leave. Blue only has two eyes. What? He's he's asking you. Uh, do you have? Oh. <laughs> and he kind of groans and he's like, "What is wrong? What is wrong with you? You're competent, angel man." And he kind of grabs you and like shakes you. He's like, "Wake up! Where did this bracelet make you dumb?" And he kind of like picks it up and like holds it and then slides it into his pocket. Hello. Uh, hi. Please hold. <laughs> okay. And he just kind of, his snake head, his cobra hood deflates, and he puts his hands in his face and kind of rubs his temples. Okay. Let me speak slower. Are you winged man? Fly? Winged man can fly. Wingman, bring, bring, cast... bring, bring. Hello, Wingman, <laughs> cast spell. <laughs> As Marius like activates the ring for a second and starts going off on, <laughs> on intercom. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, you're on Codex. Go ahead, Marius. Blue, looking for man with glasses. Anyone there? Hello. Who is this man with glasses? Hello? Please hold. Click. You must be more specific, Mr. Blue. Please hold. <laughs> Did you get to the other phone fast enough for transfer? Who are you talking? Who, who, who are you asking that was for? 
That was DM Cody. Was, yep. I'm glad you got the joke. Thank you. Please hold. Your call is important to us. Uh, okay. Well, that's Marius. Back to Ozol, I guess. Alright. Uh, has my um, spells changed over? Sure. Alright. Um, Ozol will take a look at the automaton, uh, being sure that um, it is um, not looking at him. And... Ooh, actually. Hang on, let me look up the cantrip that I need. <clears throat> it's not move earth. I thought it was move earth. One second, please. Shape stone. Sh no, I don't think that's it either. Mold earth. There you go. Uh, Ozol will... Um, take a look here in the corner where Mike has been digging... And uh, I'll ask Mike to move to the foot of the bed to hide the vantage point of where Ozol would be. And I will uh, Mike cast... begins to take off his jacket. He says, look, I'll hang, a, I'll hang a blanket so they know that we're fornicating. Okay. He begins uh, to strip naked and hang his clothes up over the prismatic wall. Uh, I... <laughs> I'll cast Mold Earth. Uh, which uh, will move five um, cubic feet of earth and deposit it where he has been. Um, I think he said there was a, a place he was putting this dirt. Yeah, so straight north of you, there are three little barred windows. Um, and as you cast Mold Earth and you scoop up your five square feet of dirt and you set it onto the ground next to you, uh, you realize... And Mike will kind of turn around. That's a lot of dirt. I don't know how we're going to get it through the window that fast. Because the space between the bars is about three fingers worth. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's... um. It's not like physically. It's just instantaneous. Sure. It's not like... Yeah. I've always pictured it as, like, magically scooping out a five-foot square, like a Minecraft block, and then setting it back sure. on yeah. the ground next to you, right? Yeah, you're, you, yeah, it's your call, how you want to play it. Yeah. You Minecraft Steve a five-by-five five block. Yeah. And I'm going to dig this, I guess, at an angle, rather than, like, straight down. Uh, and does the guard notice any of that? He's not in the room. Oh, he's gone, gone. Okay. Well, I'm going to start furiously digging uh, down uh, let's say 10 feet so two more uh, castings which would be another 12 seconds and then um, Ozol will start digging up and see how far I can get to hit this surface okay so you run into something relatively quickly um, will you link the spell super quick? Uh, sure. Give me one second. Old Earth. Did that link it? Dirt or stone. Perfect. That's exactly what I wanted to know. Right in the first sentence. It's fine. You poked it up on the... Pooped it up on the YouTubes. 
Okay. And that'll work perfectly. Uh, okay. Yeah, you're moving this debris into blocks, and then Prison Mike is kind of coming over here. He takes the water bucket and pours it out and begins to try and, like, throw it through the bars as fast as he can, uh, okay. pushing the dirt out. You come down five feet at an angle and kind of into the next cell or under where the next cell would be. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing in there right now. Just a spooky ghost. But yeah, you, you do that. So if you want to draw me a line where you're digging, and as you pull up and out of the roof, uh, the roof is more, it's not loose stone. It is solid, carved, hewn stone. So I'm going to say you probably can't really... Sorry, I was going. I was going to go like away from this sphere and try oh, to sure, dig sure. up in in terms of like to the surface. Okay, so oh, down and then try to dig up if that's our breakout. Yeah. So you realize a couple things kind of relatively quickly. The outer wall is actually they are carved cells, so it's not necessarily loose. But the floor underneath you is loosened dirt stone that you could use to. Uh, kind of relatively dig yourself down if you wanted to south from where yeah. not south but like down down yeah, yeah i'm gonna go down and then back up i don't want to dig up through the roof i think that would be not the best idea i i don't think i understand what you're trying to say so he he was digging a hole down correct like correct yeah straight down yep so i'm digging down first so almost like a v so down and then back up so if you were looking at like a side view of what I'm digging, I'm digging down and then up. Because you want to move surface. into the next cell? Is that what you're trying to accomplish? No, I want to get out of the prison. I want to. Oh. So this is the tunnel here, and then I'm going to dig up, and then this may be like an exit. Okay. So them, I guess. Yes. Because no. if I just if I just dig up, I, I I feel like I need to dig down first. Yeah, you can dig straight down. From where you're at, but if you try okay. to dig out, uh, the spell, Outwards. yeah, cannot actually penetrate the rock wall because it's not loose. It's like hewn stone, like it's been carved through the mountain. So the barrier of what I could dig is like this. Like I can't Correct. dig past this blue line. But you could dig straight down. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I mean, how far can I go down? You make it about twenty feet. Okay. Um, and digging out from that point, it's not possible, nor digging up from that point. Nope. Towards but I do have good news for you. As okay. you dig this five-foot channel of square Minecraft blocks straight down 20 feet, okay. you begin to see towards the middle of the cell that there is an opening underneath you. Like you're digging into a cave system almost. Um, okay. I would like to explore that. As you keep going, again, you kind of run into that single barrier of it is now no longer loose. It is packed stone that has been mm -hmm. cobbled together. You are able to glean through this that if you had a strong enough either explosion or force or if you took enough time with like a pickaxe or something sharp and heavy, you could dig through this rock and break into this tunnel system. And you would assume... How, do I see into the tunnel? Mm -mm. Like, can I see a portion of it, or... You, um... Yeah, we'll say a little bit. You can, like... An eye hole's worth. It's, like, really dark. You can't really, like, make out dimensions or what's going on down there, because there's no light source. Okay. But you oh. can feel a draft of air. I will cast light to illuminate the 
peephole? Can you tell me what I see? A cavern. Do Small. I think, do I think this is part of the prison, or do I think this is like the sub... Uh, I guess subcavernous, subcutaneous... You player. don't have enough information really to fully judge that yet. Hmm. It's just... It is like looking through like a crack in the wall or like a keyhole or like if you were to shine a flashlight in a cave in through like two cracks of a boulder, you can just make mm-hmm. out a large tunneled space that kind of goes off towards the middle okay. section of this prison. And that's kind of about it. Let me ask you this. So um, I'm going to do a few things here and I guess stop me if this is not possible. So first, can you clarify, did I get a full long rest? So should I recharge my spells? Yes. Yes, you did. Okay, perfect. And then uh, and I'm assuming I'm gonna... you are recharging them with the shadow weave. That's correct. Which okay. I think is my fourth time doing it. Um, I'm going to um, also reroll portent privately to you. Of course. Two d twenty. I actually didn't use any of my other ones, but that's fine. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, and then Ozal will um, use his. Uh, so I'm deep in this tunnel. I will uh, blink back in the um, crystal. Okay. Uh, I will cast arcane eye to explore this tunnel and then I will walk back to the cell and lay on the bed while I explore for the next hour this tunnel and see where it leads okay do you want the good news or the bad news both alright give me two seconds I'm about to drag on Vor okay that's kind of funny drag on yeah um all right left Cody I'm going to send you a message of on course. Facebook uh just read it when you have a second Yeah here we'll pull on a flying snake You break into the lower you're going to be in the top left Okay You break into a lower section uh and there is a collapsed cave in front of you. Okay. With a treasure chest. And a dead adventurer. That's all that's in here? That is all that is in this room. Okay. Uh, Does the treasure chest have a lock? It does. I will use the arcane eye to go inside the lock to see what's inside the treasure chest. Uh, It is a padlock, so you go inside the padlock. Like a I see what you, I see what you're saying. Okay. okay. Um, uh, you see springs and gears and mechanisms. Uh, it's really rusty. Does the uh, chest itself have any openings? Like any damaged or cracked or? Say again. Uh, does the uh, chest itself have any damage or cracks or moving around this this whole? There's nothing in here that. Uh, nope. It is a collapsed cave where that door is closed in. Uh, it is collapsed in the V. You think that potentially with enough time and energy, you probably could move said rocks to the other side of the room to move it, but there is no air holes, unfortunately, in here for your eye to slip through. Uh, and as you kind of prod at the different sections of collapsed rubble and dirt, it's not so much that there's not a single path through. It's that your 
the limitations of your spell do not allow you to move through the dirt and rock. But you can tell it's not super thick. Okay. Um, Ozol will... If, if the automaton's still not in the room? Not yet. Okay. I'll go back down. Um, and there was a small hole that um, we could see through. Um, Ozol will misty step into this room to open the treasure chest. Okay. You misty step into the room. Roll D100s. D100. That is going to be a 43. Uh, Prison Mike attempts to warn you as you begin to misty step through, and then Mm. all of you hear it. The alarm begins to go off inside Ozal's cell. Um, that was from trying to break the treasure chest open? No, that's for casting the Misty Step spell inside the, oh god, the bounds of your spell, uh, of your cell. Back up on the surface I thought he was like 60 feet down. Yeah, I'm like way down. Yeah. So Prestidigitation did nothing, but Misty Step did? That's a good clue. Okay. Hold on, I'm dragging everybody back here. Uh, Ozal, give me an Arcana check. Okay, let me zoom out. Uh, hang on one second. Fifteen? You think that casting a cantrip is one thing within the spelled system. Casting a level spell is what has triggered this alarm. The entirety of the prison itself is a connected system, so as you cast it within the bounds of this section, this is what has triggered the alarm. Okay. Uh, you get to go first in our initiative turn order. How would you like to proceed? Try and fake it. Just cover up the hole with some dirt and be like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, how are they going to get down? There's this tiny hole. I don't really know how people it's are going to get down. It's a five foot wide, 60 feet deep hole. No, 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 the second hole. The second hole is what I'm saying. Okay. I mean... You have not dug yourself out. You have dug yourself down, to be clear. Correct. I'm with the treasure chest, right? Yes, you are. anyone that wanted to come to me would have to get down, up, and through through that tiny... there's a gaping hole in your cell. Does that make sense? Where the square is. No, I, I understand that part. What I'm saying is where I'm at is, like, down this hole. I think you said it was 60 feet, and then there's a mm-hmm. tiny hole, pinhole, basically. Yes. You're so still within the is, bounds of the prison. No, 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 no. I understand. Okay. What I'm saying is if, like, guards are trying to come, they oh, have no, to no, get no. I in understand. this tiny pinhole. I understand that. What I'm saying is they are responding to your cell. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I uh, guess I don't know what that means uh prison mike will kind of like oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit no god please why and he kind of walks over and begins to try and hide under one of these racks uh as that happens zolthus and uh um stolas the alarms in the prison go off, and the walls to your section become opaque. Um, 
each of these doors kind of fully darkening so you cannot see through them, and you hear, Maximum security prison lockdown has been triggered. Please stand by. Uh, much in the fluting tone of the warden. First to come in to your section of the prison are the dogs. Able dash. No, not the bees. Fifty to get to there. He will stay there, and the warden will make it to here. Ozal, back yes. to you. You can hear Prison Mike the echoed. Please, no, God, why? Rumble down through the cavern and into the space you are in. What do you do? Um, Ozal will cast. Um, rope trick and hide in the cavern. Before he does oh. so, he will um, stuff a rock um, to cover this hole. I, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I can't. I have to get up there and pretend that I didn't do it. I mean, obviously they know I did it. Okay. Uh, to block the visual aspect of the. Um, the uh, cavern. You do that. And I will pull the rope through and hide for an hour. The dogs will circle the cell. Uh, The cell door is deactivated as the shield guardian comes rushing in and pins poor Mike to the ground under the bed, kind of squashing him with the bed frame. Uh... (laughs) You have no clue what's happening, Ozal, but they these dogs definitely find the hole. Um, you can't see or hear anything, so I can't give you any details of what's happening. But for our viewers, time passes as Ozal hides in the hole. Oh, prison Mike says, Hey, don't push me against the wall! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know my rights! Um, the warden will begin to interrogate him. Um, cries of pain and agony can be heard throughout the prison as he is struck with the whip, the flaming whip that Lalash carries. He eventually will rat you out after X amount of minutes of being beaten to near death. He is then dragged out of your prison and the warden says something to him, he says something to them, and they are put on guard inside the cell to potentially await your return. Uh, and Prison Mike is moved to a different district after 15, 20 minutes, since you can't really do anything because you're hiding way down below. Uh, the alert stops. Ozal not so big below. Marius, your madness has been worn off. Ah, what, 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 that? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, you got the bracelet off. Thank you, friend. He, he looks at you and he just like shakes his head angrily. And he's like, are you incompetent or something? 
What what is wrong with you? What what do you mean what is wrong with me? I You spoke to me as if you were a child about chili recipes and your family. And the many women you've made love to. Didn't I tell you you have to un undercook the onions? <laughs> like just hisses in anger as his whole hood flares. He says, stop messing around. An alarm has been set off in the prison. We need to exfiltrate with our objective. We are looking for a small man, tan skin, beard, artificer's guild, spectacles. I have been sent here to retrieve him and destroy the project he's been working on. Uh, are you the only contact I have in the prison? No. Sorry to cut you off. I have other friends here. Okay. What's the plan? I don't know exactly. I, you know, was disabled from that bracelet. Well, Let me check obviously in. Obviously you're disabled. <laughs> kind of looks at you, shakes his head. <laughs> Maybe if you were Wait, better I thought Marius was a virgin. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, what did you say, Marius? <laughs> Blue, checking in. Status update from everyone. <clears throat> Burn, hear alarm. What happened? Cool, thanks, guys. <laughs> right? Hello? Oh, sorry I, was, sorry, I was talking, and I was on mute. I'm sorry. Um, Mr. Gray will say, I cast several spells in my cell that cause no alarm. However, when I cast a leveled spell, uh, the alarms rang. I'm trying to dig a tunnel underneath the prison. You but that did not go us. well. Oh, I'll say, well, if anyone has any better ideas, I'm 60 feet below the prison. They no catch you? They have not catched me. Caught me. Burns rubbing the, off. I'm on the eastern side of the prison. Uh, Why is not? There's people Stripped there. of all of my gear. <laughs> okay, so we have... Me out basically under this hole. Marius is stripped of his gear, and Burn is seems to probably be the best at the moment. No mention of Basilisk over the mics. Uh, I can mention yes. There's a, a Pleskin here with me. He's looking for someone. He's been asking about exfiltration. Who he look for? Tan skin, glasses, bearded folk, uh, Artificer's Guild. Hmm. Well, we may need another distraction in another part of the prison. Cast more I spells. Like, well, I could do that. But I worry for my cellmate. I'm sure that they've either killed or maimed him. He'd probably sell you out. That's very likely. Worry about us. I was digging to, to you. 
strange. I have rainbow-colored bars blocking my cell. I'm hesitant to do anything with them, but it's obviously magical in nature. Ozal will say, um, do not touch the bars. They are very dangerous. It's a very high-level magic ability. Then those that are out will need to find a way to disable them. Yes. As you guys are having this conversation, um, Stolas and Zoltes, the guards drag in what looks to be a screaming middle-aged man wearing some sort of purple handkerchief over his head, and he is weeping at the top of his lungs. His left hand has been taken from him um, and nailed to the wall inside Ozal's cell. Not that you guys know that. Or maybe one of the guards will make a side comment. We sure made a, an example out of him. And he is thrown into the prison at maximum security with the Artificer. Jeez, I hope you're happy, Ozal. I'm trying to get y'all out. Y'all aren't fucking doing anything. You Jesus got the Christ. man's hand cut off. And I didn't fucking mean that. Wall. I didn't mean that for that to happen. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I'm the only one doing anything. You're over there looking at... You're looking at the cell. What am I supposed here. to do? You <laughs> everyone took my... I've been a prisoner for three episodes. Fuck we're, you. We're information Even look, You're looking at arts and crafts. When we were trying to fucking get shit done. Are you? It feels like you're trying to get us killed. Hold on. Hold Why don't you just set us on fire again? Maybe I will. <laughs> As this is happening, Stolas and Zoltis, you are summoned by the warden. Please meet me in the main corridor. Kind of goes out over the AP system uh, for one generic Hey You and one Mr. Black. Well, H, we call uh, Hey You HY or Hi. Yes, I love um, it. This will be my last uh, little role player. I'm going to have to leave the session a bit early here, unfortunately. That's okay. We're getting ready to close here in about 15 minutes anyway, so you won't miss too much. Um, Stolas and Zothis, you were each given what looks to be some form of identification card. It is a slip of glass with a piece of paper in the middle of it that has runes, and as you are instructed by the warden, if you wave it next to the barriers, they will open and close for you. Uh, and she is tasking you with extra patrols throughout the entire prison and or prisoner transport should it come to that, uh, due to the nature of an escaped convict. The last thing she mentions is I'm not too worried about him escaping. The phase spider tunnels underneath the ca the prison are quite a treacherous place. Should he explore too far, I'm sure he will meet the fate of several other attempted escapees. Oh, and don't wave your passes over the hatches. That's how we feed the phase spiders. That explains a lot. Excellent, Warden. Now, Would you like us to interrogate anyone? No. 
No, that's fine. You got it. What's the uh, extent of these passes? Where, where are we? Where should we stay away from? I don't want to step across any boundaries that might turn me into a puff of mist. Uh, she she says to you, she's like, I again don't go over any of the cages on the ground. That's how we feed the face spiders, and I would stay away from maximum security. Some of the beings in there are quite dangerous. Thank you, Warden. Right, and uh, I'll take the. Uh, they're like little badges, sorry, like you said, right? Yeah, they're like. I mean, I guess how I would describe it is it's like two pieces of laminated glass, right? And then inside there is some sort of liquid crystal magic item that allows it. They're they're just level one passes. It's like a lanyard. Solid. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Take our level one pass. All right. Ozal, what do you do? I'm just chilling. Okay. I guess it comes down to you, Stolas. Uh, and I guess Jay will just kind of tag along with you. I can I can manage Jay's character since Jay's taken off. Okay. Um, since uh, I already kind of know what is south of us... Stolas is going to go ahead and explore this little area over here to the east. Okay. And uh, at the same time, uh, Stolas will relay that information to everyone through the rings. The warden has just informed me that these wooden grates on the ground are how they feed dangerous spiders, so please avoid them. Ozal, Thanks, you've been updated in information. How do you feel? Yeah, I fucking wish I someone had found this information out a few minutes earlier. Okay. Um, as you enter this room, Zoltis will kind of sleuth around, looking at, pretending like he's on control patrol. Stacked in the crates, he finds Marius's gear. Hell yes. Put it in the bag of holding. Uh, and he will. Wait, I'm confused. So did they end up taking Marius prisoner? Or what? What's going on with Yes, that? Marius exactly. is in prison. You can ask that over. That's a good role play if you want to ask over the rings. Um, well, Burn would have no reason to suspect he was in prison. That all happens when Burn wasn't around. You can always ask what his status is. You haven't heard from him in a while. Perhaps a concerned burn reaches out. I feel like it doesn't concern burn at all. Okay. Yeah, he's burn's just waiting for everyone to tell him what the fuck to do because he's half naked with the main objective. He's already told everyone he's got dirt in, so what's the plan? Okay. So uh, I think our best bet is going to try and get uh, Pluskin and and Mr. Blue out. Sorry, I forgot your color. I don't even know why. 
and then ah everywhere we go we're just surrounded but at least we have his gear uh we have gear actually um so uh honestly it's going to be a good thing to to sit on this one and try to plan some more because <laughs> everywhere i look it's just one big creature after another yeah, it is kind of a hard situation, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Perhaps more developments are on the wind. I wonder what else these passes can do. And he kind of looks over towards you, Stolas. Uh, okay. Well, let me see if... I'd like to at least inspect this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see if there's anything I could possibly uh, use to our advantage. What kind of role should I give you? Uh, perception, probably. If you're just looking for general items. Uh, if you want to do like a deeper dive investigation. Uh, if you want to find out more about the cards, Arcana. Uh, you know what? Arcana might not be a bad place to start. A 22? Ooh! So as you kind of fiddle and attune to these uh, pass cards, something occurs to you. If they control the doors, perhaps maybe they have the authority to give commands to automatons. Whoa! Um, <laughs> you have seen hand gestures given as they are, have been spoken to, and very specific lines of dialogue that have been delivered. Very simple tasks. Guard this section. Follow me. Um, follow them, right? It dawns on you, perhaps it would be worth a try to some of the automatons that are walking around. And or, potentially, you could open several cells at once. For better or worse. Oh, goodness. All right. That's really good information. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Stolas will relay that information to Mr. Black. And, well, I guess everyone else, too. And... Perhaps, Stolas, if Maurice's items were stowed near him, either they're moving the items out or they're keeping them in storage since he's only a short-term prisoner, perhaps there are other items for other creatures scattered throughout in these boxes. Why else would they just leave stacks and stacks of boxes all around the place? They could be used as cover, too. That is a good point. Maybe we should peek around a few more crates. Uh, he will kind of saunter over to Marius's cell. And uh, Marius, looking through, you can see Zolthus kind of on the outside of your cell, kind of waving his hand erratically, uh, holding something, trying to see how the cells work. What do you do? 
I'll, I'll step over towards it, but I'm hesitant to, you know, try and put my arm between the bars. Has anything happened to him? Uh, no. He He's kind of waving it around the outside. There's, like, this, uh, rune-like display that he is trying to pass his badge over. Uh, and as he does that with his sleight of hand, uh, that's an 18, he is able to find the right spot, and it goes, and the doors begin to lower. Uh, he will kind of look around and say through the ring to you, Stolas, keep a lookout. Uh, and he will shuffle you your gear. Uh, he kind of just dumps it onto the ground, and then he's like, I'll, I'll let you know when it's time to strike. Hide that. And then he will re-engage uh, the shield. Fantastic. That's quite a bit of stuff. It's going to take me a little while to get it all back together. <laughs> <laughs> Have the snake man help um, you. <laughs> yeah, the, the big the big thing, though, is, is once uh, once I have the top hat of disguise back, I can, you know, use it to disguise myself as being naked again in my normal form. So That is true. That is my plan. All right. Um, that kind of goes out. Ozal, we're going to hop back to you development-wise. These dogs begin to kind of work their way down the tunnel, uh, kind of digging and moving and attempting to go through. And eventually, after probably 20 minutes of like digging and moving, um, they are able to find a fist-sized hole from the dirt leading into your cave section. Um, you can't really see or hear anything before our audience, they kind of sniff their head in um, don't find anything, and then attempt to climb back out. Okay. Yeah, the uh, the hole was plugged up, but yeah, definitely. Well, they're digging and sniffing. They're like drug it's dogs for magic. Plugged up. That's why okay. Digging. Um. Cool. And they will kind of retreat back out and on guard. Um, this one, however, is stationed here as the guard in the room tells it to keep watch in case he flushes back up, and then he will walk over to one of the grates. And okay. the door is re-engaged in your room. Not that you need to know any of that information. Um, okay. just hanging out? You want to cast any spells? You want to try and bust through anything? peek out see if the coast is clear so the definition of rope trick it's a pocket dimension correct so I'm mm -hmm. wondering if I cast a spell in the rope trick room if that would trigger the um, alarm because uh, I'll probably need to cast quite a few spells uh, in short I, order you can try um Hmm. Oh. It's fine, I'm putting you back on the other page since oh, okay, we're at, technically. <clears throat> there we go. Uh, so... <clears throat> Excuse me. Ozal will peek his head out. Uh, do I see any dogs? Uh, no, there is a fist-sized hole behind you where you had plugged it. 
and then you can hear this really loud hiss of steam and whirring and clicking of engines uh, that comes kind of reverberating down the shaft towards you. Would I assume that that's the dogs? No. You think it's probably some sort of clockwork being. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll um, hop down uh, and uh, let's see here before I do anything else. What is needed to like pick a lock? Uh, like, can tools. any character attempt that? Or do I These need like, tools, a tool sleight of hand. If you're trying to, there's, I mean, there's multiple ways to break an egg, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to do it, it is a finesse skill. You need to be proficient in Thieves' Tools to pick a lock and have the Thieves' Tools kit on you. Uh, you mm-hmm. could try and brute force it. You could try and shoot the lock off with magic. Um, you know, kind of kind of those ways. If you can think of some sort of creative way to maybe to create a lever. Like, it's going to make noise kind of no matter what you do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, cu- I'm curious what's in here, but I mean... I don't know that's worth getting a ruckus. Um, but then it's like I'm already here. Chat, let me know if you have any, if you'd like me to try, but I don't think it's really worth it. You could always try and move the chest into your other dimension. Uh, yeah. Is it heavy? Yes. How heavy? Strength check? Uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a strength check. Uh, five. That's not going to work. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of, it's got like dirt and stuff on it. You could spend time, I guess is the bigger thing, right? You could spend 10 minutes levering it in, tying your rope to it, finding a way to get it into the space you want it to get into. Okay. I will uh, go back into the um, the room there, and uh, I will cast Mage Armor and see what happens in the rope trick room. Uh, nothing happens. Um, I would have used a stored uh, or no actually I don't have that stored uh, so that would be that uh, I will then uh, cast let's see here mm-hmm. oh, man I, I feel like I need to fight my way out of this but it's just I feel like that's not the right thing to do. Uh, I'll check in with where um, uh, Mr. White and Mr. Black are, if they're able to uh, aid me if I encounter resistance. Still, let's take it away. Uh, so, did you, so did you ask a question via the thing or the rings? Yeah, with the ring, yeah. Okay, um... Well, it was all I believe I have a card of some kind that might allow me to get rid of the automaton. Um, Ozal, Ozal will ask if uh, if there's anything in the cell that he's was in, and he'll describe his uh, approximately where his cell was and what his cellmate looked like if okay. he's still alive. Still lost is going to enter the room. 
Uh, Mr. Black is going to break off from you, Stolas. Okay. And Ozal, or, I'm sorry, Mr. White is going to inform Ozal that there are two dragon dogs. Is that what they are? Yes, they are blue dragon dogs. One seems to be one sentry, and there's a giant automaton in his actual cell. The dragon dogs, Cody, were those the similar dogs in the uh, the boat? Yes, he had a red Fuck. dragon dog. Um, as you walk in this room, stall, let me kind of describe what's happening. The dragon dogs are leering down, looking into this um, northwestern locked um, bay, I guess, on the ground. They have opened both doors. Um... The guard is kind of flicking coins, um, and you can see they start to glow with light in his hand as he kind of flicks it off into the darkness, and they descend down. And you can hear this <laughs> terrible, terrible scattering of swarms of spiders as their little legs clack against the stone underneath them. Uh, and they begin to kind of click their mandibles together, Uh, And he kind of pulls out a piece of turkey and, like, throws it in the middle. uh, And the light that's being produced is swarmed by these tiny spiders. Um, As he begins to look down in the cavern to see if he can see anything, kind of trying to keep them distracted so they don't begin to phase up into the prison. Uh, The dragon dogs are sniffing and looking, uh, but not able to see where Ozol is at. Uh, Ozal will ask, uh, are you able to make any distractions? Hmm. I might be able to. Let me think. Can Burn make distractions? To get them away from that side of the prison? Stolas is going to approach this guy and just strike up a conversation. Having fun over here? Cody. Gosh, gosh dang it, I was muted, sorry. Uh, yeah, you strike up a conversation with him. He's like, oh, careful. Don't get too close, eh? These are phase spiders. I had to teleport from place to place. As if spiders didn't suck enough already, right? Yeah. We try and keep them distracted with food, but we can only keep these channels open for so long. The dogs are sniffing him out. Warden says that they've released clockworks into the network tunnels below us. Try and flush out this prisoner. Not sure how that's going to work. They're just going to get eaten by fire spiders at some point. But, hey. You know. Almost no one makes it out of here. (laughs) I can think of one guy in, I don't know, the last 50 years who's made it out. Impressive. Yeah, turned into a gas cloud and smoked right through the bars. That's when we started <laughs> installing the spell alarms. Interesting. What a yeah. dumbass. I know, this one was dumb enough to dig straight down. Fool. Well, these, uh, spiders are really creeping me out, but if you'd rather find something else to do, I can keep an eye out for them over here. Are you sure? Yeah. In fact, uh, if you have any meat left, I'd like to give that a try. 
Uh, just grab one of the commoners. I'm out. But the, some of these cells, there's some commoners you can just toss down there. They keep him busy for a while. He kind of points back to the cell behind him. Or this guy. This guy deserves to die. He points to the cell directly behind you where you can see Ben Jammin the bard. Notoriously known as the worst bard in the entire land. Uh, whose face just goes pale as he says that. We toss him in. Uh, I don't know. Seems like the world can use less bards. Am I right? <laughs> uh, he laughs. He's like, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, and yeah, he'll kind of whistle to one of the dogs. He's like, I'll leave one of these with you, just in case. And he will return back to the warden to kind of give her an update. Okay. Uh, the face spiders, you can look down, there's just... These are smaller ones. Um, probably... A foot long, right? All the way across. Still a really big spider. Uh, and you can see them rapidly teleporting from spot to spot, and they are devouring the scattered pieces of meat that he has kind of chunked down there. Uh, and the blue dragon dog is kind of whimpering, looking at them. Uh, and they seem to be eating through the rations relatively quickly. You think you probably have one, maybe two actions left. Either free someone to these spiders, close the hatch. Yeah, Let you know the spiders what? Out. Wait, what? Let the spiders out. Cause you want? You want me to let the spiders out? All up in this room. <laughs> yeah, like in the prison, make them yeah. cause a fucking riot. I, yeah, I will exactly. take one moment as dungeon master to, in fair play, if you do that, you are a prime target and you are in a closed room. The only food source beside you is the dragon dog, and if you let out swarms of spiders, you are in harm's way. Let me ask you a question. Can spiders oh fly? Spiders fly? <laughs> they teleport. Can they fly? They can teleport. That's even worse than flying. They can just teleport onto Stolas. But can they fly? <laughs> just kidding. Uh... Did you hear the okay. part about where they released me mechanics into your cave systems? Oh boy, Ozil. You dead man. Anyways, still us. Go ahead. Okay, so, um... Damn. Okay, so this... I have an idea. Okay. Okay. So, Stellas is going to come up to this room and open this door. Yeah. He's going to command this automaton, like wave it. And it turns to look at you. Feed the dog to the spiders. Authorization. Uh, I guess he waves his little card thing at him. Uh, you see this kind of red light glow from its chest, and then it turns green. Designation. Wait, what is that? He wants a name? Designation. Hey, you. 
Hey, you, has been loaded into system. What is your command? Hey, you. <laughs> Feed the dog to the spiders. <laughs> it uh, lumbers out past you, uh, picks one of the dogs up, and drops it straight in. Uh, reverberating through the tunnels are yelps of pain as this poor dragon dog is devoured. Uh, and then it kind of whisk, stands right where it's at. Okay. Uh, Stolas is going to close up this uh, thing before the spiders come in and eat him. Okay. You close the hatch. Uh, the whelps and gnashing mandibles of the spiders. Fed for now. Uh, and it, it's it's horrific. There are hordes and hordes and hordes of these one-foot spall like spiders just ripping apart this dragon dog as it's trying to fight back. It's launching this thunderous cone out of its mouth, uh, much like the blue dragons do, kind of ramming with its horn. And then you see it, this giant leg, engulfing part of the room, probably 20 feet across. This giant phase spider reach into existence as it drives its bony leg through the dog as you close the hatch. Pretty gruesome. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where we end tonight. O's all stuck in a hole. Marius with gear. Um, oh, actually, hold on. There's one more thing I want to do because I was in charge of Zolthus. Zolthus makes his way down uh, to burn Bringer of Dawn. He fast talks the guard into relieving him of his post. The guard is more than willing to oblige him, being that this place is creepy and he doesn't like it. During rotation burn, you get thrown the entire bag of holding. And Zolthus closes the door. Hell yeah. That is where we'll end our episode. Excellent. Bye-bye. I've been Prison Mike. The Dementors. Thank you for watching.